everything out uh last thursday because we got a little late on that shit which is all right it happens we we're, we're getting three podcasts out and guerrilla warfare and the first episode of new era wrestling's uh weekly show uh minefields has also gotten out um i want to say a good hundreds of photos in the past two weeks uh it's, what, yeah i saw one that was really really good uh i saw a bunch that were really really good but there was one in particular I just saw it a minute ago. I'll have to figure it out. You guys carry on. I won't figure this out. But I wanted to start this off with a vote. Huh? We don't have very many rules here in Minefields. But I want to I wanna know, because I'm, I'm, Tony, I've mentioned this before, I want to bring it to a vote to the council. The second prints are for pussies. And, and there, will be, <laughs> there will be no second printage in anything we ever do. But how would we have second print? What do you mean? I'm talking about, and under no circumstances are any one of us to ever buy a second print unless it's to be a placeholder while we're saving up for the first print. But the person with second print is to be ridiculed mercilessly <laughs> until, <laughs> until said first print is acquired. Tony, you want to say something? Is... Yeah, you know, Tony. I... I want to point out, I am the only reason you have freaking that first print. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man 361. This is 100%. This is 100% true. Now. So I, I would like to make an addendum. Please. To, the, to this. Please. We have to, we have, if we're going to do it, we have to do the brother hookup. All right. That if, if we are looking for a specific, if we have a second print, we're looking for the first print. Freaking, um, the brother hookup. The brother hookup. If thou hast, if thou hast found a first print, thou shalt bestow the knowledge upon thy Mind brother, brother. <laughs> prior to purchasing that, that it for sense. thyself. Oh, I mean, what what it amounts to then is is that we all need to know what we've got and what we're looking for. Okay, now that's a great idea, but I want to do an addendum to your addendum. I, Is it a bidendum then? It's it's a it's a tridendum because there's three of us. It's a it's a bidendendum. Oh, dude, no, okay. we're not we're not shutting down trade rats. We're cool. Um, <laughs> um, I hereby decree that I will, and you don't have to agree either. I'm just saying, me personally, if I know that you two are looking for a specific first print or just a specific comic in general, and I am finding this comic book, not only will I buy it, but I will buy it for that. Sure, we just need to like, under, under, have a even have if, a Dropbox, even like, like a Dropbox list. Or I'll, should, I'll throw it out there right now. I'm looking for one, in, I'm always looking for one in particular. So what's that? 
Oh, Vengeance of Bane number one. Oh, yeah, First yeah. appearance of Bane. Colin, uh, we're going to... Okay, so there's uh, just a quick side thing. Deciphering what the first appearance of Vengeance of Bane number one is is exceedingly difficult. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like trying to understand Prometheus. No. There's, uh, yeah, I've met some people who got that, and uh, I'm like, well, that's interesting because I don't get them. So. so, so just to make it perfectly clear, I will not buy a comic I know that you personally want ever, but I will buy it for you. Well, I get that, but like, let's say we were, remember when we were on that tangent looking for copies of Wii 3, and we're like, if I found a Wii 3, I was going to get it, and it's like, but if you needed it more, I would have given it to you, right? That is, but that's going to be part, that's the, that's the quadrendum right there. <laughs> How many dendums are we having? Well, we got a lot of dendums. We, we, we Article up, 7 we, says. We got to come up with an agreement here, because this could actually become a problem. And I'm not making a joke here, if I found Avengers of Bane, for a dollar at the flea market and said, fuck Tony Morales, um, I'm not being a true bro. You know I go to the I go to the flea market. I go all the time. So is that, are we calling this officially bros before comic codes? Yes. 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 I'm typing that down. <laughs> bros before comic codes. <laughs> all right. Interesting. If, I would be personally offended if you knew I was looking for Crabdon number one. And you don't give a fuck about Crydon or anything Lisner does, but you find it knowing it's a valuable issue and buy it and keep it for yourself. I could see that. And I know that sounds selfish. I may be taking liberties with all of our friendships here, but it would hurt my feelings. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I don't know if I told you this, Colin, but I was gifted... A first appearance of Carnage the other day because this nice gentleman here knew how much it broke my fucking heart when I found out my copy was a second print. What was the book? Amazing Spider-Man, first appearance of Carnage. Oh. Yeah, but it was a second 361. print. Three sixty-one. I had a second print. I thought I had a first print. Funny enough, I also found his second print because he didn't realize he even had it. We were at his store, Judith. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've heard... I know this tale. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of bewildered, though, because I know that... Huh. Yeah, I know I've got a, I know I've got it, and now I'm like, do I have a first print we or don't, not? We the don't first have... print... The, the middle part is white. Yes. The second print that he has... It's silver. The middle print is... The, the middle part is gray. But behind... Behind Spidey That's how you can tell. Is, is, it's, it's kind of mm. a metallic gray... For the second print, but the first print is white behind them. It's it, there's no buildings behind them. It's just kind of like ink splatter yeah, sure. around the, the the borders. But uh, mm-hmm. I was gifted this. I immediately started crying, and then they're like, "Yeah, he said you'd cry." <laughs> <laughs> I did. It, I was right. It, it was it was one of the best moments of my life. We just pulled off new era. Yeah, we're you know it's back. Um, guys don't have to. Make a vote now, but think about it because it's a lot. But like I, I said, just want to see this put in writing so that I know exactly what we're getting into before uh, proceeding. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Now, second second order of business that we need to put on the chopping block here. Before we buy any comics online, we call Ed. <laughs> I think, I, dude. I'm not going to say you know that there aren't totally legit retailers online to buy comics from. I would just like, okay, 
I got to buy stuff online for work all the time. And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm going to, well, if I'm doing, if I'm doing film related stuff, I'm not going to spend money on, I'm going to spend film related money on Amazon because uh, Amazon is crushing unions. They're crushing their workers and their right to organize and be paid better and survivable uh, working work times. So I think about that kind of stuff. And then I think about, yeah, the last time I bought a comic book on eBay was probably 20 years ago. And I needed it from in between my amazing Spider-Man, like 31 and 33. I needed a 32. And there was no way that the condition was well spelt out on there. Right. So there's that. You know, if somebody says, yeah, this is a blah, 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 nine gem mint or who, I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, maybe it is, but there's no telling. Yeah. However, I got a Star Trek card a while back that was way better condition than the seller was concerned about. And uh, that was a shock. So it goes both ways. I just mm-hmm. think that, you know, if somebody's selling back issues of some sort online, then they're probably a legit comic retailer. I don't see a whole lot of, like, you're not seeing Chinese knockoffs and you're not seeing uh, mass-produced stuff Ola. But um, I think that you can buy stuff online. I'm just saying, like, I'd rather try, like, the quest for me to find it in person Oh go, yeah. You like, mean I'm gonna check out that comic book store I've never been to. You mean the hunt? The hunt. Dude, the hunt is where it's No, there, at. there is nothing there's nothing as cool as like just going through a random bin yeah. and finding that one issue you were dying for. Oh dude, yes. Uh, you especially if you've been to like three or four stores and you can't find it. Uh-huh. And then you happen to like there it is. There it is. You know. You yeah. know, freaking I I found a freaking what was a I just, I've been I've been piecing together, like right now I'm on like I've gotten the first 41 issues of X Force, but like piecing together certain specific issues is far more difficult than others. Mm-hmm. And like when I was piecing together the first 70 issues of X Factor, the original run with the first five original X Men in it, like being able to find like an issue like an issue five or an issue 24 was huge. Right. And like it was like, oh, I got to go back to this store because I got to get that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like finally finding that one comic you're looking for is just like, yes. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's it's one of the biggest, like, greatest reliefs. It's like it's like a huge weight off your shoulders that you didn't realize was there. Like that. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's like the opposite of the Tyler Durden thing. When he's like, oh shit, all my you know all my stuff's blown. Like, oh fuck, it's all gone. You know what are you? Yeah, yeah, but it's the opposite of that. We're we're collecting relics. We're collecting historical artifacts when we buy when we find what we're looking for. So there's no Fight Club shame in anything we do to get these comics. For example, mm-hmm. I'm uh, Friday. I go get my books. I stop at Ed's and I go to Muse and uh, checking out at Ed's and my eyes just just there's a Witchblade number one. How much is that Witchblade number one? Forty five dollars. Ah, oh, I just spent so much fucking money on McFarlane toys. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> Go to Muse, get my spawns, uh, a few other things, and uh, text Tony. And I'm like, because all I could hear in the back of my head was, "You slept on Witchblade number one, you stupid asshole." 
<laughs> and text Tony, this just happened. He just he, he he was calm. I could tell in the spaces in between, which we talk about often, that mm. he was like, "You need to go get that." Also, what he was actually saying, "You stupid motherfucker." <laughs> you stupid asshole like like um when we started the hunt witchblade like all the the chick 90s stuff i was into that was top of the goddamn fucking <laughs> the list chick 90s stuff. and um and um yeah I, 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 you know what I, I i pulled over and i called that i literally pulled over and i called that <laughs> And he's like, you know what you want? The the, the, the two through ten I got too. I'm like, God damn it, Ed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I got I got sacred into something like that recently, but not it wasn't books. But but the other reason I bring it up is Tony t- t- tell us uh you know what I'm getting at with Ed. Oh yeah, no, I went over there because I went over there I think right out I think I was actually driving to Ed's when you texted me, funny enough. And freaking um I'd just gone off of work. But yeah, no, I, I looked through those same boxes and I was just kind of like screwing around, blah, 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 no big deal. And freaking, I end up like looking upon an X-Men, uh, Uncanny X-Men 221, which is the first appearance of Mr. Sinister. And oh, wow, I'm currently yeah. really, I'm really huge fan of uh, the new Hellions run mm-hmm. that they're doing right be. now. And freaking, like, some some on purpose and some inadvertently, I'd basically pieced together the entire team's first appearance. Um, every one of their first appearances, with the exception of Havoc and Mister Sinister. You've got first and I'd appearance act- of Polaris. I uh, know the Polaris isn't part of the Hellions yet. Oh no, I, I'm thinking about X Factor. I'm I'm spacing. I apologize. Yeah, no, you're good. But yeah, no, I, I like I got I ended up getting like Empath and um, uh, uh, Grey Crow. I even got Psylocke's first appearance and um, and Nanny and freaking um, Orphan Maker. I ended up just kind of piecing together them all, like almost inadvertently. Like some of them I didn't even know I had. Can I add like, one I just... to your list that you need? Hmm. You need the first. You need the first appearance of Psylocke that Jim Lee drew. Jim Lee is the biggest that, mark. That makes sense. He is yeah. the biggest mark for Psylocke of all. Uh, I've read interviews. I've read uh, testimonials of people like, like, hey, who draw this man? Yeah, okay, I'll draw it. You know, they'll pay him to do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, he'll pretty much draw you Psylocke on a bar napkin for absolute goddamn free. <laughs> nice. Yes. What, so, what, so what issue would be that? Then? Well, keep talking, <clears> and I will that be? keep looking that up, and I will I will draw that. I will look yeah. it up. But uh, so anyway, nonetheless, I I just kind of looked it over, and I've been meaning to grab it, and freaking, I was like, oh, I just don't have the cash for it right now, and because I freaking, just, you know, just life, no big deal. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up going back the next day and like freaking just grabbing a couple other books. I think I picked up some uh. Cause I was also kind of piecing together certain members of the the new Suicide Squad movie. Of course. And I mm-hmm. picked up I picked up the first Prince of Ratcatcher a while ago, and freaking uh, that ended up having like that one plus like the next two issues. So I picked up the next two issues, just kind of continuing the story. And I was like, I didn't see it in there, and I was like, 
I just kind of like kicked myself in the ass and was like, man, I freaking, I wanted that. And like, it's one thing, like I said, you can go online and get them. Yeah. You know, but you're like, like Colin was saying previously, you know, we haven't, you know, the quality's, no matter what the picture looks like, the quality's going to be in question. Sometimes yeah, it's you, not you as good, sometimes it's better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a shot in the dark. It really is. And for, I've definitely had, you know, I definitely had both where it's like, oh, you know, this thing came out not looking nearly as good as it did in the pictures. And, you know, oh, this is even better than it looked in the pictures. Mm-hmm. But I ended up grabbing that, those two, and I ended up grabbing the first appearance of Hulk 2099 and 20, Hulk 2099 Sick. number one. That's cool. Because you had both of those in that same book, in the same uh, same ones. Punisher was in there, too. I, I've already picked up Punisher. I picked up Punisher 2099 number one from Ed a while ago. But um, but I was I was checking out and I looked up and he had he had it actually on the wall, which for anybody who's listened long enough knows that I'm always a huge, a huge mark for freaking the guys the comics on the walls. I've got to know yeah like which ones which ones are your prize collection you know which ones are your are your babies that you want to show off the most when you go into a comic store yeah, yeah. like just as as a comic guy that's always number one thing I look for is are there comics on the wall. And sure enough, on the wall was Uncanny X-Men 221, and I asked Dad how much he was selling it for, and uh, I was like, you know, hey, you know, I don't have the money right now, but could you do me, you know, do me a solid and just put it in my bin, and I'll get it in a couple of days. And, you know, Ed being, you know, Ed being Ed was like, of course, you know, and I was like, hey, you know, I'll be, I was like, I think I said, I was like, I'll be in Saturday, you know, if it's, if I don't pick it up by Saturday, you know, feel free to put it on, you know, put it back for me, put it back. You know, it is what it is. And Ed was like, no, no, this, this is yours. You're going to get it. And freaking, I'm going to hold it for you as long as you need. And I was like that, you know, that's like one of the biggest things about, you know, owning a shop is having those, you know, building those relationships with your customers. And that's, that's how you get the that's, repeat business. And that's how you that's get, for real. He's you nice. know, He's you know, nice. people coming back time and time and time again. And I was like, dude, Ed right there with that one sentence, you know, you made a customer for life right there, you know, that I wouldn't be anyway. Right. But like, Ed, you're my, like of all, like, you know, Josh, you know, we frequent all the stores in the area, you know, when we have the time. Yeah. But like, that's, that's how you know that, you know, you have, that's your store. When a, when a, you know, a guy behind the counter will do you a solid like that. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So. I think I found it. What did you say the first appearance of Silex was? The first appearance of Psylocke is New Mutants Annual Number Two. Then I am correct. The first Jim Lee is Uncanny X Men Number Two Fifty Six, and the Mandarin has a new assassin, Psylocke. <laughs> oh, I've seen that one too. Ah, she looks like Deathbird. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it when somebody when a character's first appearance doesn't end up dictating their uh their their appearance for like so like how they're pers- how they're portrayed for the rest of our lives you know mm-hmm. yeah like jim lee comes in and does psylocke whatever psylocke looked like initially or whatever rogue looked like initially in the avengers and uh any number of other places and it's or you know captain or ms marvel for crying out loud i was just trying to look that up and then you get stuff where they're constantly changing someone's appearance because they're popular and somebody's yeah. trying to put their stamp on it. 
that's a different deal. It's the other end of the spectrum. But like, that's what when we get Harley Quinn in that. Sorry. Would you constitute like Harley Quinn in that? Because she seems to change with like every new, every new like book she ends up in. She ends up doing like some kind of drastic. Like I think physical that change. there is this I I think that that's everybody trying to put their stamp on a character that's ultra hot right now. Or, yeah. Um, don't for, I, don't do, don't forget how easy it is to cosplay Harley Quinn from the first Suicide Squad movie. You don't even have to dye your yeah. hair or get a, the gesture thing. You just spray the pink in in your pigtails and get a daddy's little monster shirt and find a mallet and you're, you're done. completely right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have a lot to say about that that I'm not gonna say because it uh, it triggers me. I'm not even gonna kid, I'm not even lie anything. So Plus, terrible. you guys always know the best way to freaking build a character, right? More pouches. Oh, dude, more pouches. That's all oh, you have to yeah, do. Add more, add more pouches. More pouches. But uh, when we get into talking about Doctor Strange here in a little bit, the 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 uh, the new book, the new Doctor Strange book. That's we're talking about something in particular cool. uh, that pertains exactly. I, to I have a lot of questions about that because I am sure not thing. a Doctor Strange. Like, like it's it, like it's not just because I wanted to use this word, but if you're Doctor Strange aficionado, you're the type of guy that reads sh- cigar aficionado. You're a <laughs> you, you 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 know the. You know the the perfect port to go with it, <laughs> and um, it, it's Pinot Gris, always. I love port, but I don't know what port goes best with Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's probably Werewolf Warrior, or perhaps Sandman, or something that accidentally uh, have you transcend space and time and wake up in your bed the next day and your phone's turned off and all your messages are deleted because I've had a couple of those days before. <laughs> I really have. Yes, me too. <laughs> that's the that's the Doctor Strange. That's the mindfulness Doctor Strange. You drink too much, took too many mushrooms, uh, you wake up and everything's deleted and you're... Who's mad at me? Because <laughs> that is perfect for Doctor Strange. <laughs> who's mad at me right now? Um... <clears throat> Basically, yeah. Now, you were hinting earlier about, um, actually, before we go down that path, how successful was New Era? It was pretty successful. Things went uh, things went well. You know, definitely had some room for growth. But no, overall, successful show. People seem to really like it. Freaking, the guys are happy to be back. You know, we're all kind of gearing up for the October 9th show. I actually started working on the playlist for what to play before uh, everyone uh, starts wrestling. Nice, nice. It's all 50s music. Oldies. Oldies used in horror films. Ah, okay. Oldies used in horror films that that everyone knows. But it's going to be a nice, pleasant surprise. I'm going to talk to Jeff about it, because I know that he wants the kids to dance, but... I really want that hour beforehand. I want that hour playlist beforehand. Especially if I can show uh, Homeboy how to use the fucking machine. Um, but it, it was a it was a breath of fresh air. I gotta tell you, uh, a few people asked me, like, what's wrong with you today? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I was, I was melting down that day, man. I was doing everything I could to keep it tight and right. And um, the second I walked into that fucking building, it was on. 
It was nice. on. Colin, I can't wait for you to show up to one of these shows with us, man. When we are doing everything, not to just in 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 Tony. We've talked about this before. To satisfy every ass in that seat, every ten bucks they spent was well goddamn worth it. Like they popped so hard. I mean, uh, uh, Manny fight fought Heidi. <laughs> yeah. And that was completely, and, and by the way, if he brings it up that I didn't take photos of him, it was because uh, I didn't realize he was fighting her. Um, like, I didn't I don't think he knew. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know Daddy Doom was hurt. Um, I thought he was just there to help out. And I don't like leaving anyone out, uh, not just because of the old, you know, Cardinal rule, there's no such thing as no one in wrestling. But I've only gotten a couple of photos of him, and if he mentions anything to you... It, it wasn't anything personal, but the show went off really well. Other than the feed, uh, we made it made it up for the people that bought the feed. We refunded their money and gave them the entire goddamn show uh, that we're going to split up into uh, quarters uh, for every. Well, you want to do Friday or Saturday? We got we got we'll, we'll work on that later. We're on that later. Um, <laughs> we gave them the, we gave them the whole goddamn show complete with promos. Um, by the way, none of the music got flagged except one song, and that was it, it. YouTube approved it. It said you you could monetize this, but the person whose song you played is going to play a commercial, and they're going to get the money from that. Whose song was that? Oh, dude, I don't even fucking remember. I, 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 actually, it was Stacy's, the Beyonce song. Nah. Was right. Yeah, it was the Beyonce song. Everyone else's songs were like, I mean, like Daddy June came out to the Cramps, and like, I, hey, when do they get to you do the commercial though? How do they do that? I don't care. It, all I knew is I didn't have to edit it again. <laughs> yeah, but it, it went without a hitch. Um, it was so nice to reconnect with people. It was so nice the. Um, and Tony, please interrupt me if you have any other thoughts. Um, I've been in decent locker rooms. I've been in dog shit locker rooms. I've been in, oh my god, everyone's happy and happy to see each other ha- uh, fucking locker rooms. But this locker room was just a chill goddamn vibe. Everyone was happy to see each other, but it wasn't like all these hugs and kisses. It was like, sup. It was like like when you take your girl to like one of those... like really expensive places where they're playing like sneaker pimps and shit and Portishead and you can get a hookah and and everyone was no one was freaking out everyone was in a cramped space uh, in, in one spot but everyone was being absolutely respectful and uh, people that I knew that weren't exactly happy to see me we reconciled just from making art together and nice. what would their beef be? Oh, it was just little things. It's res- it's wrestling stuff, man. It's nothing that even needs to be mentioned. It was just little things. It, w- it was just more of a we just needed a time to uh, understand each other and yeah. realize what the other person's doing. And um, we had Gorilla. We we had some of, like some of the best photos of her take, man. And like, um, thank you very much, Tony. No problem. I was doing commentary also. He was, uh, he's just a commentator. It's all right. But uh, it went really well. And 
We've got a uh, show cut up, Minefielders. Uh, let's see. We're releasing this tomorrow, so not this Saturday, but next, right? Yep. Yep. Coming up, it's a benefit for a good pal, uh, Benny Cumberbatch. And may he heal well and everything do well. And we're good. regardless of what happens, we're going to do the goddamn best we can for him. Yep. Definitely. But uh, leading to that, I just I want to know about this union thing, man. You're, you're uh, I made a oh, joke. Yeah, sure. I, I made a joke earlier when you're telling me about in Morales here about the fact that there might be a strike, and I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me about the logos at the end of movies and stuff. I'm like, are you guys the ones I'm stealing from when I bootleg a movie? Uh, technically, yes. <laughs> Let alone, I mean, it's the entire industry. I don't know who. I, I mean, yeah, it, it, but I don't I haven't even seen those piracy things uh, posted for a really, really long time. You wouldn't Basically, steal an old woman's purse. Yeah, I don't know. Until you find out that he would, in fact. Of course. What what it amounts to is that, you know, uh, for lack of better terms, this trickle-down economics. One way or another, if... I'm, and I'm not saying that this possible strike has anything to do with piracy necessarily. I'm going to say I'm going to say that, one word, just to make you laugh. Reaganomics. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it, what it what it amounts to is the question of how many how many n- nickels on the dollar is uh, someone claiming they're not making because you're because someone's pirating a movie uh, or television or something like that. And I think that that concept came way more from the late 90s and early 2000s when it was like, yeah, people are duplicating this stuff and, or people are buying pirated movies that are shaky cam nonsense from some jerkwad in the, in the theater with a camcorder. I mean, that's different. It's, it's hard to pirate anything now well, uh, because of streaming, but I don't think that that means people can't do it. And people have these devices, these Blackberries or whatever they're called, uh, Raspberries, is that it? I don't really know. What, uh, what, they're, they're called Raspberry Pis. Uh, raspberry, okay. They're called Raspberry Pis. You can get them. Uh, the one I specifically endorse is the one off eBay that will put it into a Nintendo uh, Entertainment System original cartridge, and it'll have every game from every system with a glorious uh, interface from Atari to... All the way to the first one is all the way to before N64 and PlayStation, and then there's another one you can get that's N64 and PlayStation all the way to PlayStation Two, where it stops there. And then I don't know if they've done anything for PlayStation. Okay, but well, I mean I but, can't say anything. I don't know anything about. But that, the same so. little box will allow you to um, get cable and access people's like uh, like black. Black net streams where they're just streaming fucking in the theater movie now, but mm-hmm. that I don't endorse that. But I do endorse going to that little bodega in Little Mexico, right across the street from the Long John Silver's in Little Mexico. Like I said, right by uh, the Jason Street uh, Mile High location. Juan Pablo, okay. Juan Pablo will sell you five DVDs. Buy four, get one for free, 20 bucks. Two of them will work. It's worth the price. 
Yeah, but I mean, are those movies that are in theaters right now? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's piracy. That's straight up piracy right there. That's exactly what I'm saying was a problem. But this is neither here nor there to what we're talking, what, what, what we're really talking about. What I'm trying to say is to get out ahead of, you know, th- this show will come out this week. And that's a, just a mere handful of days before the different IATSE locals will vote on whether or not they're going to strike. What that is, IATSE is the International Alliance of uh, Studio and Theater uh, employees. And it is the union that, you know, you hear about grips, electric, props masters, wardrobe, makeup, hair. Whatever these covered crafts are, that's what people flood into IATSE. And you hear of different ones. Well, maybe they're just a wardrobe guild, or maybe they're just an art an art guild, or maybe you hear of the Directors Guild, DGA. You hear of the Writers, WGA. That those are some of those are different. Some of these aren't. But what IATSE right now has, we have different agreements for different types of uh, shows that we're working on. And there's the area standard agreement and there's the basic agreement. And these things dictate you're not going to make less than this. And you, you do something different and you're going to make this much. And you, you do this and you're going to make that much. And this is based off of different rate concepts uh, that come out of different other um, agreements. And Maybe it's different if you're doing television, or maybe it's different if you're doing commercials, or maybe it's different if you're doing, uh, maybe it's trade shows or something, or is your content, where's your content going? Is it going to the theater? Is it theatrical or is it streaming? There's so many nuances right now, and it can get very difficult to understand what the problem is. But right now, the problem is that producers, the, the AMTPA, has walked away from negotiations with with the IATSE unions and said, we don't think you guys need a 3% raise this year. We think you maybe you could do with a 1% raise. And we also don't, we're not, we're not interested in discussing anymore the business of uh, when do you, when do you get a lunch? You know, when do you take a lunch in the middle of a 12 hour, 14 hour workday and you've got, you know, you're, if you're if you're if you go to work, you're you're going in on a guarantee. After eight hours, you will be making overtime. That makes sense, right? Yep. So, uh, six hours into your workday, whether you start at nine in the morning or seven in the morning or three in the afternoon, six hours later, you are entitled to having a meal that is provided by the company. And we provide that meal so that you don't have to go off and find food because it streamlines our process for you to just get fed by us and get back to your work instead of going and trying to find a Brahms or a Long John Silvers and then get back here. We'll Talk never get back to work if we do that. So we understand that makes sense. But if they keep pushing and pushing six hours, six hours and 15 minutes, six hours and 20, six hours and 30, six hours and 45 then you start to see what we call a meal penalty. We start accruing meal penalties. And the producers of these shows have started looking at that and saying, we'd rather just keep paying that than to uh, than actually stop. 
So, like, the... We uh, get free this material. Like the uh, Fight Club thing, like, if we find out the cost of a large settlement is less than a cost of yeah, yeah, it's a not formula. doing a recall... Right? Then fuck them. That is definitely a way to see how they're looking at this. Because right now, I have a lot of union brothers and sisters who are frustrated in meetings saying, we don't understand why they're driving us so hard. We don't understand why the working conditions are so tough. And we don't understand this, that, and the other. And I'm at this point, I, there, this is the end of the line. I can't say the details or where this comes from or what people are experiencing. When? That's that's covered information. But what I can say is that there is there are limits when when our organization says if they're willing to pay these penalties, then you as the employee have to figure out how much you can take. And that's unfortunate because what that means is that we need to create higher penalties for the employers. So we're what we're at we're at an impasse because we're going to coming to the employers and saying, guys, you think that COVID has ruined your ability to make money off of these projects, off of these this content, off of these products. And we're telling you it's been hard on us too because we didn't get to work a whole lot last year. But you guys have countless millions of hours of previously existing owned content that you can spool through for any number of days of lockdown. Right. That's not our problem. We just need to be working. So when we did start getting back to work, they're saying, yeah, but we want to change the scope of things because we don't think that you guys should be as expensive as you think you should be. When is this meeting going to happen? Uh, many, 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 many meetings have already happened. When, and when do you think what, what it's coming when, down to is a vote? When do you think that the locals? It it will happen in uh, in the first three days of October. There will be a vote. There will be a tally, and then there will be an announcement that says whether or not there is a strike. Do you are these proceedings allowed to be recorded? Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll get recorded by news media. I mean, I'm not going to I don't know that the vote necessarily is recorded. Someone records them. I mean, I'm not saying this I'm not, is, I'm not like, saying the vote. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about, like, the, the whole proceedings. I don't understand what, I mean, proceedings is a gigantic umbrella term. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm asking, when do you think y all y'all are going to sit down and say no thank you and go on strike? Uh, it's not, okay, A, it's not necessarily that I'll have anything to do with that. B, Correct. I'll vote, I will vote remotely, and then everybody else will simultaneously vote remotely. Would you? And then the information comes down, and they tally the votes, and they'll say, okay, guys, uh, we're voting to strike. Do you want to come back to the table? I think they'll say, we voted that our, our membership wants to strike, which means you're not going to make any material with these people i would and that's that's we're talking about seventy five thousand, eighty thousand, ninety thousand people that are not going to report to work to continue to make aquaman 2 or the batman or whatever other shows we're fascinated i, with. I, I get that but my nose is sniffing a good story 
of course it's a huge story if let's say that there is a strike and there's a picket line i think that's what you're interested in what is the logical physical visible picket, aspect picket, of a strike picket is lines, a protest of some sort picket lines are something we all see picket lines are the same thing we see when that's we right. see people protesting Okay, these people are pissed off, and I wasn't there, and I do or don't care, or just change the channel. I want... I can... I'll tell you that when Frito-Lay workers striked, struck, striked in uh, Kansas in the last two months, I paid particular attention to that, because I was like, yeah, those guys are an organized group of bakers. They're a baker's union, and and they make all of these freaking snacks that I get fed constantly at work. I'm, and I'm not going to buy Frito-Lay until they sort this thing out. You're missing my point. My point is I want to be there when real voices are being heard mm-hmm. as opposed to just seeing the picket lines. The picket lines are something that's been ingrained in our head. We've seen it, we've seen picket lines since we were reading like those uh, books back in like uh, junior high when people just want to move to California and and uh, get fed. Like, it's one of those things where it's in greener head. I want to see... Are you talking about bread lines? I'm talking about a lot of different things, but we're talking about the after effect here. People don't understand the... Uh, I've thought about this a lot for a really long time. People don't understand, like, how people reach these decisions and why it's no, important yeah, to them. They don't. And why it's important to them. If there is a mm-hmm. meeting that where the meat and potatoes are being sorted out how we're not getting our meat and potatoes when we deserve it by real people not to put them on on a spectacle to um you know get a scoop that's not what i'm after i want to see real people talk and if you can tell me that there's a meeting oh i gotcha and there's a meeting where real people talk about what is happening and we can film about i can't say that you'd be able to do that for one thing, it's uh, that would be like the the material that I have any access to would require it to be a travel job. After uh, that, they're closed that's, proceedings. That's what I'm saying. Non-members. I don't. I'll go, or I'll just send you my fucking camera so you can get some good copy um, of of what's going on. That 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 needs to be seen. Like like. You can see blood on the streets, but if you don't see how the blood got in the streets and how it happened, you're not going to care. I understand that, but I can't think of a single, uh, I can't think of a single negotiation that wasn't closed to anybody but the two different parties, elected representatives or. So you're saying this? Um, so you're saying I just I'm... don't think I don't think it's something we're ever gonna. I don't think that it's something that we're ever gonna see. Okay, that's fine. All right. Well, I try. yeah. I wish I could help you with that. I understand Help's where you're coming from, but like with that, I, you know, we would like yeah. we're looking for good stories, not not the material that I can report to you. What's available in a way that you're probably going to get different weird from uh, from what I'm saying. Like, dude, if you're just seeing something about this on the news, you're going to get a bunch of rhetoric. But as being being a member who's involved with this. There are limitations to what I'm allowed to explain or report, but at the same time, I have a different insight to it than people who are just straight up angry and, and, and walking around with signs, if that's what it turns into. Well, well and I agree. I mean, and, and to, and to um, make sure that 
everyone's heard here. Imagine, like, Tony, imagine if, like, that all-nighter you pulled to, to get those 1,200 scripts pulled off, they're like, oh, sorry, you're salaried, fuck you. That's a huge thing. Like, right there, when we started talking about that uh, before the show, I was instantly I was... like, hey, I, you better be getting paid properly for the amount of hours you just put in to oh, yeah, satisfy no, yeah. a problem that is it is it it's not a tony problem it's a your company problem or a volume problem because of the circumstances of is it covid is it distribution there's a, he, he laid know. it out uh, like a lot yeah. of things earlier but like i mean obviously money is a taboo thing to talk about but i just i would be horrified to find out if you know, Tony, you just take it from here. I don't want to be a voice for you. I'm just, I, I, I just, I'd be horrified if I found out you're being taken advantage of when you, all you're doing is looking out for being the one guy at your store that cares about the volume, cares about the stress on your employees, and taking it upon yourself to be one of the few people to stay up that late and knock shit out. And not just for your employees, but for the people, like, you're, you're not McDonald's. You're not even, like, where I work. I'm slinging insurance. Like, call the next day, motherfucker. You'll get your, your policy. This is, like, you might need your meds now. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely. No, um, yeah, I can say with 100% certainty that everybody that volunteered to help out that night was compensated for their go. time and effort. And that wasn't, yeah, that's not a thing. It just, you know, given the circumstances surrounding, uh, you know, the situation with other pharmacies closing down and other pharmacies changing their policies, you know, we were hit hard and, you know, we, we, we given the, uh, circumstances of my particular store at the time, freaking, uh, we were hit hard at a really crappy time because I've done the, uh, I've done the math and over the last three to four months, we have lost five pharmacists and seven technicians and had to adjust to that on top of, you know, just the situation, you know, be, being different, basically. Yeah. And, you know, we ended up having to have, we had people come in from other locations to help out with that. We had a couple of people from the store you know, come in when they were off to help with that and we were able to pull it off. So, you know, but like you said, everybody was compensated for their time. That's, that's fantastic. And I'm not even going to, I don't know your business to tell you in any detail, like how I think things should go. But when I'm looking at the circumstances of the American workplace right now, and I'm seeing all of these people, not wanting to report to jobby jobs and i'm seeing count i'm seeing help wanted signs everywhere yeah oh, i yeah. have to wager the formula where where what's the formula we're not making enough money because we don't have enough employees to move enough product well they're not saying that they're all posting a sign every place that says hey we don't have enough employees to be able to help you, the consumer, fast enough. So please be cool with us. Yeah. And I keep thinking, well, if these people, these employees that are getting their asses kicked by these circumstances, 
don't are, you know are they getting a bonus for putting up with that for having to do the job of three or four people mm-hmm. or is this like I'm not saying there's some giant conspiracy but at a certain point when does this change the market to the point where somebody's saying uh yeah well look we did this much volume with this many less employees so let's just burn those guys great here's a, a lot pizza longer party. and a lot harder yeah, what are you gonna? What do you get? Oh, let's let's give them a little morale boost, and we'll bring them a cake once a month or something, and then, or instead of actually paying them more, because the people at the top don't want to see their profits squeezed. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what my business is dealing with. Well, because of COVID, we're we're not seeing the profits that we wanted, because nobody can go to the movies. So you want the to. people who make your product to work for less? The circumstance, the milk doesn't cost any less for us. Right. And inflation on everything, and I'm not saying that it's got anything to do with the administration, but as a marker of time, since the beginning of this current presidential administration, the prices have gone way up. Yeah, they stopped. Part uh... of our argument is to say the stand, the cost of living in major markets like LA and New York, there are people who haven't seen the raises they need to keep doing the jobs that they do. And, and depending on where you years. live, and depending on where mm-hmm. you live, I, 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 I priced a girl today that was buying a 3,000 square foot home. It was a two and a half story modern Victorian home built in 1921. It didn't have a crazy roof, but it had a really cool roof. Mm. It looked like something I would have used in a horror film. Hardwood, sure. hardwood floors, full basement, attached garage, built in the fifties. This twenty-year-old girl that works at a daycare was buying a. If this house was in Denver or even Colorado mm-hmm. Springs, anywhere from five hundred thousand to a million. Oh my God, that is. And she was. That's a lot. She. She had been approved for the $100,000 flat loan for this house. It was a monstrosity of a beautiful house. I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking. I put it in the uh, the chat where we send like all of us, t- you know, talk to in the day that was on my team. Check mm-hmm. out this house. How much are they buying? Hundred thousand. What the? It, it, but it was in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, it was in Ohio, but it was it was in it was in the Aurora of uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, Colin, but Aurora is like a suburb of, of Denver. Um, We're all familiar with it. We all watched Wayne's World. Yes, sir. Well, that's Illinois. <laughs> uh, that was particularly Illinois. Oh, you're right. Uh, that's Chicago. Um, no, I mean, was, was but, Aurora but, not the? Uh, I'm but, thinking of Columbine. But Sorry. this this single girl living by herself on and all she was she's a She's a fucking daycare worker, and I'm not saying that with any respite. It's just, but at the same time, it's like Jesus fucking Christ. Like she got like a daycare worker got approved for a home that would be a million dollar home anywhere else by herself. There's there's well, some, nobody wants to live in Ohio. You know, man. If yeah, no, no, I wouldn't live in Ohio. <laughs> uh, we're pretty. We're it's pretty, living in Amarillo. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I mean, they've only. We've already we've already pretty much cleaned out all those comic book stores anyway, so. Oh no no no! 
Dude, if we freaking we if we had eight hours in Big Apple, we'd still find something. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that in Big Apple. We're also uh, we're gonna have to go to that one in Lubbock because I I, I actually don't have the entire set of the Wicked and the Divine, and I think about it every day. Uh, remember, uh, remember that forty five dollars set I said I had? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, no. no, no, no. I thought I had them. All. Oh yeah, no. I've been freaking. I've been looking like I was telling you guys off air. I freaking been. Uh, sorting through my collection as of yet and i have uh i was getting pretty low on my list of things i wanted and then i was like oh but i'm looking through and i've got like two or three collections that are missing a couple of key pieces and i'm just like oh those must be mine those uh yeah you went through your collection looking for something else we needed uh and colin i really appreciate you sharing that and i know i made a joke about stealing stealing movies and i I wasn't trying to be a dickhead or anything like that i just want to make you laugh man I've never been in a I, – dude, I mean, in college, we were download, we were buying stuff online, and we downloaded stuff that we could download and then burned it onto DVDs so we could watch it. But then, you know, when, when, the, when the Lord of the Rings Super Edition comes out, you go and buy it because you know it's going to be a better transfer. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, what did we spend on that rip? I'm, I, I am not the person who's going to give everyone grief about what they want to do or how they live their lives, you know? I mean, we're putting content out there for free all the time. And, uh, you know, hopefully that turns into something that, that makes us an idiotic amount of money. But, like, I mean, let's, you know, hey, Patreons, whatever. But, like, in the end, it's it's a matter of, uh, you know, how much do you, how much do you care <laughs> about who it is that you're made it's it's once once the product is out there it's already out there and the people who are going to continue to make money off of that product are the people who have residuals yeah perpetuity for their for their investment return but the people on my level we got paid to do it already the thing is on the other end of a strike on the other end of negotiations and improving our contracts that we work under what it really amounts to is if there is a big uh if there's a big percentage of drain going away we're not making enough money because of the pirates and stuff that's when they start to pay attention to it and they're still going to want to make me and my people at my level suffer for it because the producers don't want to suffer for it no and they're the ones who are making way more. It's just it's it's unbelievable. Well, and I'm not I'm not Bernie Sanders. I'm not just saying hey tax the rich. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. like this is what it is. Yeah, we we there, there's a there's a divide going on, and and as Americans we need to figure it out without bullshit socialism. But um, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Uh, while yeah, while, while we are on this uh, level, uh, I want to build up from this. Um, I want to talk about the last Ronin because we've got we actually have comments. Oh, about it. We've got totally Mir- totally failed to pick that up. I got to get that. We've got Miracle Mall oh, number one, uh, Detective mm-hmm. Comics, Last Ronin number four, Mister Miracle number five of six, Onslaught Revelation, King Spawn number two, Superman number eight, number two, uh, Reptilian number four, X Men number three, Alien number seven, Doctor Strange, Death of Star Wars, Bounty Bounty Hunters number one from May. And Moon Knight. Don't worry, guys. The the random ones I just threw in there, I'm only going to talk about for just a minute or two. 
but I want to start talking about Last Ronin. I texted you, Tony. It's gonna. This one hits. Yeah, it does, man. Freaking, you know, the Ronin, the Last Ronin series has been freaking pretty awesome. You know, we kind of, you know, first issue is kind of like, oh, which one is the last Ronin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, we've seen, like, you know, this seems like it's going to be the end of the Turtles, like, as we know it. We were all correct in our uh, assumption that it was going to be the, the one it had to be was Mikey. I thought it was going to be Usagi Yojimbo. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that idea. Good good logic. I was a white rabbit the whole time. <laughs> He was always one of my favorite guys. One of my favorite I, I, was, I was hoping we were going to see him in here, in all honesty. Kind of like, you know, we really haven't seen too many uh, too many other characters, like, surprisingly. I kind of was hoping we'd see Ellie, like, maybe, like, Metalhead or something like that. Or, like, appearance by Bebop and Rocksteady or something. We really haven't. <laughs> yeah, like, there yeah. haven't been too many other characters that are, like, really, I mean, I, I'm positive is by design looking at the uh the story but like it would have been cool to have seen like you know, one or two other characters just kind of show up even if like in cameos and whatnot i, I think yeah i can I, I totally agree with that that would be bitching i agree it would have been cool but i think it would have been taken away from the story because like the heavy hitting things have already happened the fact that april's missing a leg and an arm we've got casey the her and Casey the daughter. Jones, the daughter, her and Casey Jones. We've got Mikey just still like I really think the main vibration here was just figuring out things with Mikey because this is like other than the fact that each issue features a death of some major characters. And uh, did you feel like it was like a cash grab? Because I did not. No, definitely not. I mean, this is a. It's a new, intense story. Like, there's, you know, they're definitely, like, the, you know, this is somebody that they're definitely putting a lot of heart into it. And this is, like, a purposeful, like I said, this is the last turtle story you're ever going to be told. Which cover did you I, get? I got the, uh... I got the same. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I picked it up from our good friends over at Muse. Oh, hell yeah. Wonderful people. Did you realize that was Baxter Stockman right off the bat? I'm like, who is I this? did not. Like, I haven't. It took I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was way more a Turtles fan from the classic TV show than the comics. Like, I'd, I'd picked up a couple here and there, so I'm familiar with the art. Yeah. But, like, I you know, I couldn't tell you too many stories that originated from the comic books as opposed to the TV show. Like the, the Baxter Stockman I always knew was always the fly. Yeah, Baxter the fly. Were you told this was a four issue series or a five? Because I thought this was a four. I never, re- I didn't real. I mean, I knew it was going to have a you know a finite ending, but I didn't realize until the conclusion, until the last part, uh, page of this book, that the next book was the final page, was the final chapter. It was building up to me, like, as, like, I'm, like, I'm feeling the weight of the book. I'm feeling halfway through. We haven't even gotten to the battle yet. Like, there's no way they're going to finish this with Saki Jr. And (laughs) I, uh, what were your thoughts, man? I mean, like, obviously we get, how did you take the death of Donatello and Splinter? 
it was it was intense, man. Like freaking, it, it's like it came off like just just like a like a cheap death. Like they freaking they they like they shouldn't have died that way, really. Like just you know, as the enemy was running away, we're just gonna shoot arrows. Yeah. At these guys, and like you, I mean Donatello throwing himself trying to protect his man. You know, his sensei is his dad for all intents and purposes. He had thirty. Mm-hmm. He, had like 30 off. he had like thirty arrows in him, man. That I, I had yeah. to, I had to put the book down and go to the bathroom just to relieve myself of whatever I could from my mind and my body. Like I you know that sounds stupid, but like I, I just needed to walk away for a minute. Uh, and it's like, like I said, it's just all these maskless archers. Like they have no face. Like it's just like it was like the reason I say cheap isn't because like it was like a crap way. I mean, kind of crappy way to die, but like, like this, they just deserved better. Yeah, like, that's, as, that's a great. You know, that's a good way to put. But it. They but do. I do I do love the fact though that when every when every time that you the way you know that the characters are dead is that they just show their weapons just brutalized. Yeah. Hmm. The, um, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I remember being so angry right off the bat because it's obviously a trap. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a trap, and all the weapons they have is, you know, bow staff and Splinter's got his katana. Oh, it's just decorative. And... The faith you put into it, 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 it was so obvious from the beginning, uh, from all of us that have read and watched and bought all the figures and just slaved over these things, is the fact that you're not going to walk into a, um, a Roku Saki Jr.'s Let's All Be Friends with just a bow staff and a fucking katana. Like, like, what do you, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? I get your faith, but after everything we've read, and uh, you, get, um, I know you guys have been reading, but everything I've read, uh, the foot cannot be trusted ever under no yeah. cir- under no circumstances. No matter who's running it, no matter what promises are made, but but I mean, as a last ditch effort, it was a last ditch effort for peace and. I mean, it's not like they, they had, like, Gatling guns. Like, oh, we were just going to, you know, these are just our side pieces. You know, like, you're not going to pass that off. Yeah. But it was just a sword, and then... I'm, I'm happy there's going to be an issue five. I didn't realize until today that I've been spending $9 on each issue. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty pricey. Yeah, they're definitely pricey. But, like, they're, they're solid, man. Like, you can't, you know... It's, it's you know it's one of those things like is it good enough that it's worth the money? You know I definitely feel like it is. You know I'm not 100. I'm not a huge partaker in overly pricey books unless it's a uh, you know something worthwhile. Right. You know and this one definitely you know, this is definitely like a you know a series you're gonna look back on in a decade and be like you know that was that was something. Yeah. I agree. You know, it's kind of the same way I look back at the original run of uh, Batman White Knight. Like, that's one of my uh, personal favorites, you know, that or like a long Halloween. Yeah. You know, when you get those, those maxi series, those, you know, just, you know, huge amount of books, you're just like, okay, it, you know, 
you know, you're spending money, but, like, you're getting what you're paying for. Oh, I'm not complaining about the money. I'm just saying, damn, like, like to blindly buy something like that? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't care what it is. <laughs> I don't, just, 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 just ring me the fuck up. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, think of the quality of it. The print, the quality of the print. Oh, the, the, the paper. You know? The paper yeah. is gorgeous. I mean, like. The cover. It's uh, it just it's it's a real it's it's a you know when you've got the right thing you know this isn't yep. some random good point this isn't some Batman family book this isn't a Star Wars adventures book this this, you know, this, this is a real thing this also is well, funny enough record. I recently bought a, ba- a Batman family it's like a, it's an old seventies one but it's actually the uh, first appearance of Joker's daughter oh I think it was like jo- Batman family like issue seven or eight. Cause I randomly found like I think it was seven because I think I randomly found issue eight somewhere. It was like, oh, I'm just gonna get it just to just to have two of them. Right. Yeah. And that's I love the fact that I don't feel that this is a cash grab where it's a big death of everybody and you got to get every variant issue. It's it's nothing like that. Every issue. I wonder if they're spacing each issue out every quarter to just make the anticipation even greater and then just delivering and the artwork is different in different spaces like so the flashback flashbacks are in original like 80s like pre pre cartoon format and then when we mm-hmm. get to like what's going on now it's even more advanced but then well, let me phrase that too uh the more advanced mechanics of it it's more detailed but then when it gets to the main story it's really it's gritty, but it's it's like when when Mikey's teaching Casey how to, like, he's testing her if he wants to be her sensei. Yeah. And then we get the extra revelation um, as she is just doing everything she can. He's stopping her, boom, boom, catching it, and like you're not trying, you're disrespectful. You call me sensei, fuck you. I mean, and like she she eventually warms up to him, and April's like, you know, I I I, I couldn't have hoped better for this, and. He just looks at her dead eye and says, "When were you going to tell me about her about her mutation?" Mm. Being around the turtles mutated them. They were radioactive, like that bullshit story about how Mary Jane died from cancer because Spider Man was screwing her. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, that? yeah. That's that's. It wasn't in main. It was a. It was, yeah, it was a different continuity. It was yeah, freaking. It was Spider Man 100, maybe, or some nonsense. Stupid as shit. But when they pulled this off, like being around the turtles, like Mikey has an extra mutation now. Like he's growing stronger. Um, but being around the turtles, April, like, and Casey had a child, Casey with the K, and she is completely advanced like she's faster she's stronger she kind of knows she is but april hasn't revealed that to her and then there's a big knockdown drag out with fucking baxter stockman and when he sends out the mausers and you're like like you're so ingrained in the story that like you don't even feel like like them going okay let's 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 give them the 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 uh real rumble pop and uh you know let, let's give him the uh, guy that hasn't been here for 10 years. And the sitting in the Mausers, mm-hmm. no, you, know, you were so ingrained in it. All you saw was Mausers, and oh shit, we're fucked. 
<laughs> I already thought. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I thought April was already dead. I thought she. I thought that her showing up in the uh, the tank was never gonna happen. I thought. I, I thought that's where the issue was gonna end. Was just freaking like her in the tank and her just freaking getting murdered, like decapitated by somebody. Right. But we've got an issue five coming up. And the heir of Orokusaki has got it coming. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to give us a happy ending. Okay, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it in fucking February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so that's the thing. I mean, they killed off Baxter Stockman finally. Oh, but we did. We did find out that uh, him and the heir to the throne did not get along, which is kind of interesting. I, they I just love, kind of played nicely with each other. You realize that the island he was on, or his base is on, is where the Shredder had his uh, Isle of Misfit Toys Peter Pan bullshit thing going on from <clears throat> the first movie. Oh, okay. That's the island he was on. Um, getting him destroyed from Fugitoid, that was glorious. <laughs> like, with with like point two seconds to realize once they reactivated Fugitoid, the professor, nah, I got what I can do. I know what you're doing. He just ripped him to shreds. Like, he, he ripped him to shreds worse than Magneto ripped Wolverine. All his fucking adamantium out of his body. It was glorious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, I, I, I'm saying uh, I'm saying February. <laughs> oh, probably. I can see it. I don't mind. I, I really want to uh, do the uh, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Frankenstein's uh, anticipation on this one. Um, let's let's enjoy it. I, I treasure each issue. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the uh, one of the better books. I like. I can kind of see. I can kind of agree with you. I think they are taking longer to put them out just to build up that in- anticipation. I, I, you know, and it's gonna see. It's gonna come down to what you know. We'll see what happens. We're definitely gonna get that that big final confrontation, and you know, maybe you, maybe Mikey survives. Maybe Mikey doesn't. Do you savor it more because it takes so long? I, I would definitely say like it's definitely like something like. Like I was once I saw that it was out because I didn't realize. I think I saw it on another channel. I think Varian had posted about it first, and then you had mentioned it like the next day. And I was like, "Oh crap! I got to get it." You know, like if I don't get it now, you know, I might not be able to find it in a week. Yeah. Or I might have to go online to find it. So I was definitely like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta get over to Ed's." And I think it was might have been one of the reasons I went over there. Uh, two days in a row was to pick up this particular issue. Make goddamn sure you get it. Um, that's, yeah. that's all I got on Rona, man. If you guys don't mind, let me burn through a couple real fast. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, King Spawn, Billy Kincaid is back. We we talked about that, like, I want to say last year when it was on the back burner. King Spawn is all about the fact that there is a, um, a cult brewing to make Spawn their king, and it is led by Billy Kincaid that is getting into the minds of all of the youth of America, the way um, that, I don't know, pick something that's getting in everyone's minds right now, I don't know, that you see in the news, I don't know, I, 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 don't, go, I don't go on... Uh, R. Kelly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 what really 
And I saw a meme about it. But I, I do get pissed off when I have to go to Urban Dictionary to look up a word that the kids are using. Um, the kids. And um, they're they're woke washing his his uh, back history and all the articles, not in the the actual comic, but Billy Kincaid is a pedophile. A child-murdering, cannibalistic pedophile that went to hell with a few other people, and one of those was a child, and as everyone got randomly got picked off in an issue written by Alan Moore, there's this little girl in hell with him, and finally he decides to kill the little girl and eat her. And, uh, hey, what are you doing, man? We're waiting for this. And, you know, Billy Kincaid runs away and going up the stairs up the uh, the different uh, spheres of hell and eventually the uh, one of the Violet or the Fibliac brothers uh, catches him like, hey man, I'd take you. Let me just pick you up. He takes him to this eighth sphere of hell and they give him a hell spawn costume and they slap him in the ass and say, good job. Well, now he's back. And they are doing everything they can to cross-manipulate all the angels, God himself, um... King Spawn's kicking ass right now. Like, I haven't been this excited to respond for a while. I've told you guys I've been excited to respond because I'm trying to convince myself, but I'm really on the level now. Um, <laughs> uh, Reptilian, number four. Um, we find out who... I know, Tony, not your favorite thing. It was it was a little hard to digest. The, especially the artwork, if you're not into like that sort of abstract type work and where you have to like look at every like inch of each page but the person that is killing all the baddies that uh there was a meeting held with all the baddies in gotham that we need to do something about this and uh the rep uh king croc was there (laughs) well all the people that were there or even including henchmen are getting uh annihilated They're, they're not getting eaten they're getting bitten and eaten and you don't taste right and they're found dead with like one or two bites in them and eventually batman tracks it down uh and tracks down king croc and asks him like are you a boy or girl (laughs) do you even know what are you doing here and he's like he's basically king croc is basically uh imagine the reverse of when Ripley set all of the eggs on fire in Aliens, where the queen disconnected from the egg sack and went after her. Imagine one of the... Imagine instead of disconnecting, one of the aliens came out fully grown and chased Ripley and then just went on a killing spree. And the queen alien, not knowing she'd given birth. King Croc just gave birth to something... And he's pissed because he's in a rotting, like, egg sack, still connected. And I think it's feeding me, but every time I feed, I get sick. And he's, and Batman's being the, this weird version that Garth Ennis is writing where he's just saying kind of some snarky shit. I don't don't appreciate snarky humor because I think it's cheap, like you're watching Friends or some bullshit like that. Um, But he's getting to him, like... You need to disconnect from that egg sac that's rotting off of you right now. Do you produce milk? Like, what, you want to go to the fucking 7-Eleven? No. Are you <laughs> lactating? And I don't think so. I, I just, I barely know the past couple of hours. And 
Batman's theory is that the meeting where King Croc was at was that he was pregnant and that the pheromones given off around a bunch of people he hated just gave him a stink. And once the baby was born, went out looking for it. And loud rumble, something big's coming. Well, time's time for uh, Mama to meet baby. It's like two stories tall. It's huge. In the sewers. Crouched down. <laughs> Too stupid. It, it's, okay. it, it was a glorious representation of a giant monster. And, and, and But Batman's still being nice. He's still calling him by his name. Um, you know, that was a big deal a couple months ago, right? Remember, Tony? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really big Elseworlds black label story, so it's not canon unless people like it enough. Um, we need to push that a lot more because that's what's happening because his last that's always what happens yeah his last Ronin really can because there's actually a, a uh, team and T story going on that has nothing to do with this shit um mm-hmm. artwork is gorgeous if you if you can take the time to shine the light or or good at looking at artwork that's meant to be looked at in the dark and baby shows up and I gotta say, I got a little annoyed. Like, here comes baby. They show the big reveal. There it is. And it goes, Mama. God damn it. <laughs> like. So it's like Toka and Rezar? Exactly. Exactly like that. Exactly Aww. like that. And I was like, all right. All right, Garth Ennis, at least you're not having people uh, doing all the things that we did not like about the boys, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, remember we went through the first, like, 12, and, like, we, we had to pause all the time, like, I, why is that? I think we only made it, I think we, only, we were supposed to go through the first 12, I think we only made it through the first three. We, we talked about the first six, we probably didn't get through the first 12, I think we talked about doing the next six after the first six, and we're like, yeah. nah. <laughs> I just really, I... I can't believe it got freaking made into a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I enjoy the TV show. Yeah. Um, so Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. That's all I got on that. The art was gorgeous because I like dark art. And um, Superman number 78, number two. Um, Brainiac shows up. Superman surrenders. We get a uh, Gene Hackman. Um Helping Superman out and gives him Superman gives him one of the heads of one of the uh, Brainiac robots that shows up and like, hey, I know you don't want to work at the cafeteria on this work release program, but I'm trusting you. You know, it's old school Donner shit, man. You know, like, why not? Like, if if I, if we had to watch those movies and how kind of ridiculous they could get, other than getting to Richard Pryor. Um, I mean that. Yeah, yeah, that was really bad. Um, that was just extra silly. I still no. love it. I love, I love the third movie a lot. It, 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 it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's within your own taste, whether or not you like Batman and Robin or not. Um, with the nipples yeah. and uh, not knowing what Joel Schumacher was actually getting to. Um, it's it's within your own taste. I I really like it. I love the fact that they're they're continuing stories that should have happened. Uh, like we're doing with uh, Batman 89. Batman 89 right now is one of my top five comics right now. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's solid. It's good stuff. Uh, X-Men Did you guys see uh, 
What what has it been since? Uh, I don't know. I saw like the day before yesterday, Google had done a uh, Christopher Reeves doodle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do those, and I took a second and was like, man, there's just it's such a loss. There's really a hurt. piece of art at at my uh, so I work at an insurance company that has a lot of like original pieces of art throughout the building. The building is basically a museum mm-hmm. with spaces where people can work. But they have legit art there. I mean, like, like original pieces. But one of them is a, I want to say a 10 by 10 giant lithograph. If uh, I haven't gotten close, we can't get that close. Mm-hmm. But it is a, it's imagine 10 by 10. And at the bottom, it says Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves. Big. And the next level up says the same thing, just a little bit smaller. And it just keeps going. That's all it is. It's just white and shadow and Christopher Reeves' name just ascending. It's one of my favorite pieces of art of all time. It's I look at every time I get upset at work, I go and look at it. And it always calms me down because it's an original fucking piece, but it's just his name ascending. Like, That's cool. Like like the opposite of the crawl on uh, in Star Wars, you know where mm-hmm, it, it just, sure. yeah, no, it it just it just ascends, and it just and from knowing what we know about Christopher Reeve, um, there's a great SNL um, from the seventies where uh, it's the uh, auditions. For who gets to play Superman and all the mm-hmm. people that yeah, are, right. all the people I'm not gonna ruin it. Just look look it up. Christopher Reeve Superman edition. All the guys that are there to audition for Superman have Superman powers. <laughs> like 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 it's ridiculous. And and Christopher Reeve is just not cutting the mustard. Like 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 <laughs> like uh, Jim Belushi literally shoots a guy six or seven times. And he catches the bullets expertly, but one ricocheted the wrong way. And like, oh, we got to think about you. <laughs> and um, <laughs> nice. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I like seeing uh, Hackman um, taking his wig off. He gets to his shitty apartment. He's all mad. I got to work at a cafeteria, and Superman gives him one of the uh, Brainiac robot heads. And uh, I trust you with this. Yay! Okay, we'll do fine. And then he hits a button. Secret laboratory opens up <laughs> in his fucking apartment. You know, like like remember he had the sewer lair in in two. Like uh, it was it was it had all the quintessential like ridiculous shit you liked about that. Like really fast and fun. He can't get a date with Lois. Like hey, we're gonna we're supposed to go to lunch. Oh uh, yeah, this is our lunch. We're working. You can have some of my fries. And he picks up this like half empty McDonald's like. <laughs> non-fresh fries because you can't have mcdonald's fries an hour later and no you can't oh, no. 10 minutes later they're terrible under mm. no circumstances and the last one i want to burn through real fast is alien 7 from marvel we've got a new story coming up um they completely have stopped from the last one where the cat's got an alien in it but this time we're going to a, a terraform planet by wayland uh wayland uh help me out here Tony. Yes. Uh, Waylon Jones? Uh, that would be even better. Um, we already talked about him, though. Yes, we did. Poor Waylon. He didn't know it. Like, Batman actually asked him, like, 
what is between your legs. Like, God damn, he gets pissed. <laughs> um, he should. That's um, rude. We've got a terraformed planet that is about to turn off the engines of the, um, you know, the atmosphere creator. They have mm-hmm. farms, sure. they have gardens, and Whaley Utani is sending a ship there to uh, help them celebrate turning off of the atmosphere creator. They've done what they're supposed to, and now you have complete autonomy. But this ship just crashes, and a woman comes out completely naked. Get out of me. Get it out of me. But before that, that was just the last, like, couple pages. Before that, we have a solid 20 pages of character development of the people that were sacrificed everything to develop this planet. Mm-hmm. We, we can never go home. Uh, one of them, the main girl... If she she has a uh, a disease that if she went back home, she'd be cured, but they have no ability to cure it there. But she was so integral to the plan for the success of the autonomy of the planet and what was promised to them by Willie and Tony, that she decided to let the virus eat her. Like she she's got something like old school, like like we're you know like a, um, polio type sort of thing. There's no mm-hmm. way. There's no. But we get awesome character development. That's all I'm going to say about that. And the last thing about Alien, you have until the end of October, Minefielders, to pre-order the Nerf uh, the Nerf Alien uh, Pulse Rifle. It's only 100 bucks. Hmm. For a Nerf gun. It's a Nerf gun, but it comes in a really cool box. <laughs> Alright. So she's got a new hat. She's got a new hat. <laughs> That box is awesome. I already pre-ordered it. And I appreciate you sticking with me on that one, burning through some, some quick ones on that one, because who wants next, man? Like, uh, y'all are... You want to do, uh... Tony, you want to do Batman? Yeah, let's do some detective comics. Um, I call Miracle Mom. <clears throat> it's not her name. That's what we find out. Well... All right, we got Mary. Batman Detective Comics... 1043. So we start out, we got these uh, two gentlemen rolling about. They work for the uh, the magistrates, they're uh, special services. And they're just kind of talking about, uh, one of them is trying to make, make a joke, make the other one laugh, joke about ants. And this guy's like, what happened to your aunt? Because apparently there's this fungus that uh, eats half an ant. And then basically, you know, takes over its brain and basically uses it like a freaking, uh, uses the brain to make more fungus. They're doing a Quentin Tarantino entrance. Some weird shit happening. Some weird dialogue. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, who starts a conversation like this? Gotta do a job. (laughs) That's true. But they're talking about how, like, they work for the magistrate, but, uh... I don't, don't feel like they really, they're not too sure about this whole thing. But then we get kind of like, uh, like you would say to the meat and potatoes of the issue, where we, when we're in City Hall and Mary Nakano is talking with Simon Saint, and they're trying to, you know, Simon Saint still hasn't got the control he's wanting as far as the magistrates. You know, Mary Nakano is just like, you know, I gave you all this power, and... But like you guys are, you guys are losing your minds right now. 
you know, and he's trying to convince him that his, you know, his vision is really our vision. And, you know, honestly, Nakano's not having it. You know, he's talking about how, you know, that, you know, regardless of your narrative, you know, the offices worked very hard to make the city a better place. And, you know, Simon Saint freaks out talking about how they failed. And freaking, you know, Nikano's just like, this isn't, this, this isn't happening. We're not doing this. <clears throat> and like, we'll, we'll reconvene in the morning. And then Nakano's trying to leave, you know, afterwards, uh, probably a couple hours later, let's say. And the security guard sneaks in, talking about how his name is Nero19, and he's a king, and he just starts shooting at the mayor. Don't forget the don't forget the uh, ridiculous foreshadowing. Like, hey, how come uh, our guys aren't uh, here guarding the mayor? I don't know. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> and uh, they're immediately infiltrated. Uh, is this the guy from the the new peacemaker, the the second guy? That went I the don't operation? I don't believe it is, but I definitely believe he is working for Simon Saint. Like this just freaking reeks of a setup to oh hey you know uh, you know the mayor doesn't utilize our forces you know right. we should show him exactly why he should utilize our you know utilize what we have to offer. Now now in the next page where he says I'm the king the very next page look at his red hair there's a weird crown in his hair a crown looking hat. Yes. I hope it's somebody would get that reference. Oh. <laughs> it's a 20-year-old movie, but... Yeah. That crown-looking hat on his head. Fucking... Also, Mad Hatter shit, man. I don't know. We, 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 we've had Mad oh, Hatter. Oh, that's, that's another point. Yeah, that's the whole... The whole technology that uh, Scarecrow's utilizing right now is all based off of Mad Hatter tech. Yes, sir. You know, but, you know, we got to remember that freaking Nikano's, are, you know, he was a cop. He was a commissioner. You know, before he was you know, the mayor, so you know he's able to he's able to escape from Nero nineteen. You know, and as the peacemakers are all running through, trying to you know secure the building to save the mayor. You know, mayor's already saving himself until Batman comes to help him out even more. Were Were you surprised how well equipped he was? Because I sure as hell was. I mean, he had a trap door. He's fighting these guys off. I mean, he he's not going quietly. That's true, but I mean, this, like I said, this guy was you know integral to the GCPD for years. That's how he lost his eye. Yeah. You know, Nakano knows what he's walking into. You know, nothing else. He seems. You know, I think you know. I think the biggest thing about it is freaking. You know, the road to hell is um, paved in good intentions. Oh yeah. And I think that's exactly what this is. Is that Nikano at the end of the day wants to to do the right thing by the citizens of Gotham, you know, and that's what he thought the magistrates were. I've never but thought just of because him... he trusted them doesn't mean he trusted them all the way. Agreed. That's a really good point. I gotta stop and just like think about that for a second, man, because like I, I I'm not as schooled as the since the when Joker before before Metal. When Joker mm-hmm. was like this, like hysteric idea that like traveled through time, like the Fight Club comic, um, yeah. with Tyler. Um, <laughs> that's when I tuned out. I was like, ah, I'm done. I mean, I, I have all the medals. I've read most of them, but like, 
seeing this about Nakano as, as a legit guy, and then we get into the artwork. Uh, well, I want to get in the artwork for just a second here. Uh, mm-hmm. Where Nakano's getting pulled into this, you know, anonymous, you know, windowless van that we don't have, and we'll get into that later. Um, the the artwork, everything is eclipsed in red. The rain is in red. I, I'm, I was just... Mm-hmm. I, I was just... It turned the page is one of the best splash pages, double splash pages I've ever seen in my life. Who do you work for? That face in the ground. Batman, like, I mean, obviously, he had to be saved by Batman, but I was so involved in Nakano getting kidnapped and in, in where Batman was in the sewers and in, in the pages of Batman and everything else that's going on. For him to show up like that and just start beating the dog shit in this gorgeous... Colin, look, look, look at this! Look at this splash page. I'm gonna get this some better light on here. God it's damn pretty it. tough. You need a ring light, man. <laughs> I can't see anything. Who do you work for? Number two. Actually, I don't have that one. Number two. Get to the right freaking page. One of the best. I mean, look at this. I mean, like. Oh yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty awesome. That's almost. Uh... That's almost, uh, you think this A stands for France? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, I mean, this, the you know, like I said, all the red and the blacks and whatnot, it just reeks of the old uh, Abitaz, Batman the Animated Series. You know, because that was how they did everything. <laughs> you know, sure. it was with the, uh, the black paper instead of the white. Yeah. You know, freaking... Uh, yeah, but then, I mean, at the same time, you're looking around, you know, Nakano, you know, Nakano doesn't trust Batman either. Like, you know, he's running from, you know, you know, he's running from Batman just as much as he's running from these guys that are trying to kidnap him just as much as he's running from Simon, you know, Simon Saint. Freaking, he never, you know, he doesn't, tr- like, he doesn't trust anybody, really. Like, nope, you got to prove yourself to this guy, because like I said, this guy's a fighter. You know, he's everything they he's everything they portray Peacekeeper one to be. He didn't even trust Montoya, which is really strange nope. to me. Not at all. But he's you know, and Pat, and they're over here just fighting everybody. He's just you know, he's running into the sewers and Batman's chasing after him, trying to save him, and turns out he ends up in a an, apparently in a lower level. And freaking Batman's just, you know, struggling trying to find him. You know, trying to get a hold of anybody at this point. You know, there's like, you know, trying to get a hold of an Oracle, Nightwing, even Batwoman, who, you know, hasn't been playing a huge role as of late. Ooh, I can't wait for her. She's one of my favorites. Ah, freaking, but, uh, you know, hey, I don't, I can't find him down here. You know, he's probably at a different level. You know, same time, Batman, you know, Batman's trying to find him. And he's like, you know, must have escaped, you know, trying to get him. And he's in the count. I was just like, how much sewer can, you know, one city have? And then freaking, you know, he walks into these what appear to be egg sacks. And we see the freaking, you know, next issue vile spawn. As we look in here and and whatever was inside of Hugh Vile has apparently gotten out and is given birth to many more more vile creatures 
really all I could think to call them. I, I was thinking about it like like the way when the Ghostbusters were trying to find when uh, they're in the pneumatic systems, the ones that were even mm-hmm. below, when when they find the river of slime, like even <laughs> one more level down from the the homeless. Uh, you know, camps and stuff on the second level down. Um, Nakano finds a disgusting spore, and here's our fucking wild card. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we, you know, we all thought, you know, Hugh Vile was going to kind of be a uh, a one-note character, and freaking, you know, they seem to have killed him off. But uh, let's say we're about to get, you know, we're about to make Fear State even worse. I'm, this secondary story here where we get Kidnap Red Hood to head Task Force Z. I can't fucking wait for this. This looks amazing. Oh, yeah. They've been, I mean, they've been building it up for the last, I think this is part three or four so far. Yep. But yeah, we got Deb, Deb Donovan over here, you know, freaking... She's talking about trying to report on this story with Batman and Red Hood, and Batman's basically like, all you're going to end up doing is making this harder for me, so please don't report this. And, you know, the whole time they're like, oh, Red Hood can take care of himself. And turns out Red Hood gets captured because the guys they're beating up are FBI agents. He is and, you know, our... <clears throat> he is our story. <laughs> our assignment. Yep. And Deb Donovan over here just, you know, not caring, just freaking trying to get her story out regardless. And turns out, you know, appears that Batman is right, as Batman normally is. And we've got, you know, we end up with Red Hood incarcerated, or what he thinks is incarceration. They're telling him all, you know, all these things he's done, you know, and they're like, but then they turn around like, oh, here starts a redemption arc as, like, the chains fall off of him. And he's like, if I'm not under arrest, what is this? And he just hears a job interview. And without even blinking, he's like, you know, what's the job? And all we hear is somebody who quite possibly, you know, my obvious Suicide Squad loving heart is saying probably Amanda Waller. Somebody saying, I'm putting together a team and they're dying to meet you. Please, God, let it be Amanda Waller. And we're freaking, you know, to, you know, to follow the story, we had to turn into Task Force Task Force Z number one. I would love to see a tete a tete between Amanda Waller and this reporter. Yeah, but the other thing too is, oh, freaking, I don't like. I kind of I want it to be Waller, but I don't think it is because I mean it's just you know why you know why wouldn't Amanda Waller just utilize some version of the Suicide Squad? You know, we've already got Red Hood leading a squad in the pages of Get Joker. Get so, I, mean, I, def- I definitely don't, but the thing is, if it's not Waller, who is it? It reminds me, I can't remember who was controlling Secret Six back when Gil Simone was writing it during um, mm-hmm. uh, Brightest, uh, Brightest Day. Um, almost like Thunderbolts, but ten times better. Um, I read uh, the, the newest Harley Quinn issue. Because I told, mm-hmm. I told Mr. Ed to make sure I won every single issue of Fear State. And it is, the artwork is really whimsical, but it is basically, Harley has started like a, like a AA for villains that want to 
be better. Sober up. Yeah, pretty much. And they're in the woods. They get attacked Did, by... Has she, has she done it? Is she doing it inside the prison? No, they're out in the woods. And as this is happening, they're trying to rescue a dog. I'm like, where the fuck is this story going? It, it wasn't until the last three pages where they rescue a dog. Her team is... She's trying to organize her team that is part of this AA post-evil villain group. And... Uh, she rescues the dog, and that that black chick with the red suit like saves her from falling off a cliff, and just says, "Hey, I found the gardener." Harley. Yeah, hey, I found Harley, and I'm like, "Wait, I spent three dollars for just that?" Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we better get better out of the rest of them because the next one was Miracle Molly, and I always had a little bit of a crush on her because she's definitely my type. But she had like a. I mean, it's a mirror. gray looking. Yeah. Yeah, hot cyber cyberpunk goth chick um, in Gotham. She's got a killer, like, hover skateboard with, like. Uh, not a hover skateboard, like, more like a hover uh, uh, drone. <laughs> and uh, her story, like, it. it the last time I enjoyed someone's origin story was when the last time I, I the first time I saw The Matrix when the real world was fucking yeah. with her too badly it starts out with her uh, her and the um, what collective the um, Unsanity Unsanity Collective robbing a, a rich family for some art and the, they're in the middle of dinner hey we're here to take your shit don't move, do what we say, no one will get hurt. And he says, Mary? And then we get into, like, without question, do we turn the page, and we see her misery as, like, uh, pretty parallel to the way that uh, they portrayed Michelle Pfeiffer and Batman Returns. Where, mm-hmm. But, like, you know, but she really liked her job. This one is, like, she's a, a technocrat. I mean, like, she's absolutely 100% involved in the robotics of the company she works for, no one's listening to her, no one's taking her ideas, and she's finding all these, like, Morpheus-esque, like, red pills, like, this is what I can do for you, this is what you're going through, all you gotta do is basically just take the red pill. The book is thick. It is, it, it is panel after panel. The, like, this page has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14 panels. Thick with dialogue about her it's not her descent into madness it's her descent into the freedom that she feels she deserves from the bullshit that she is involved in they they, she tries to make her voice heard at work and they fire her ass and as she's leaving oh by the way all your ideas that you wanted me us to listen to those belong to us and by the way these are million dollar ideas and we can't wait to steal them from you they're 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 ours we're gonna make a lot of money off you and fuck you she goes to get get him back. She even checks in, swipes her security card. They haven't completely erased her from the system. Fat motherfucker gives her, I'll slip you a couple thousand bucks on the table, and she murders his ass and then takes the red pill. She goes and puts the word out, I'm looking for this guy. And I'm still suspicious about the deletion of her memories. Because that's never good. That's what cults do. <laughs> that's what cults do. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, what she's done so far in the pages of Fear State and Detective, um, I can't remember the last time I fell in love with the character so fast. Mm. Just the artwork was gorgeous. It was disjointed. It was it was cyberpunk. It it was surreal. It was everything I I, I love as a cyberpunk mark. And I was her the whole time. I like Tony and I have those conversations often. Like after a show, how you doing? It's fucking Monday. The real world fucking sucks today. <laughs> after everything we did, every after we made our art, and but this woman <coughs> is wanting to make her art. She's doing it, but no one listens. <coughs> and uh, I'm gonna cherish this issue for the rest of my life. <coughs> I know it's only it's interesting to see, you know, the transformation of who she was into who she wanted to be. Exactly. I like the, uh, the the art where they're showing like quite a few of the pictures previously. Like you see a little glimpse of her thinking about who she could be in her, you know, in the form of Miracle Molly. Yeah. And then we see, you know, you know, the husband seemed to, you know, the husband loved her, and like she she just up and left. Like she just she wasn't happy, and freaking it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't beating on her. He wasn't treating her wrong. He just, she wasn't happy. No, I mean, you see those scenes where they're making love and she's just not there. She's just staring at the ceiling. Yeah. She, she's staring at the ceiling. She's completely disjointed. Like, she knows she's meant for something else. I thought she was a teenager from the way they portrayed her, especially after uh, when the magistrate came and, you know, she was doing everything she could to save everyone. They, they made her look like a teenager. But mm-hmm. here, she's a full-fledged woman. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate you taking point on that. I called you on that one. I'm like, ah. <coughs> Favorite. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's interesting. Freaking, you know. And at the end of the day, after she leaves, you know, with her, you know, I, I guess we'd call him an estranged husband because I doubt they got divorced. Yeah. You know, she's still, she's you know, she seems to be happy with the decision she made. They've been looking for her for a year, and, and like, this isn't you. No, it is me. It really is me. Yeah. You just you just don't know. And it, it's like, I've been through those things where I had to disconnect. And, like, no, you just don't understand. Like, I'm looking for higher art. Yeah. That's, that's what it really called to me. Like, I'm looking for higher art. Like, y'all are doing this. I'm going to be cool with you forever. But, like, what you thought of me isn't really me. Yeah, no, we definitely, I think we all kind of come to that point sometimes where, you know, people, people just diverge, you know, freaking people could be friends for years and then something happens and some person, somebody changes or, you know, maybe it was there the whole time and right. like you never really, either you didn't realize it or, you know, you hit it long enough and it, it grew. It grew. I'm proud of her, and I, I'm I'm really looking forward to what she has to do with uh, influencing future state, and watching her character grow. And I hope they don't bury her or make her into some bullshit Harley Quinn. Yeah, they've already got that. So we'll see what happens. But no, I think it'll be. You know, I, I got I got hopes for. Her. I think they're they're playing her up more than I thought they would. So I'm interested to see. Like, it seems like they've got plans for. Her. And we'll have to wait and see if uh, 
what those plans end up being if she ends up being you know Batman's new tech girl or if she ends up being a character all unto herself God knows Babs needs the fucking break she's in everything right now doing tech girl for a Joker <laughs> detective Batman Nightwing and fucking Robin <laughs> Babs is busy yeah yeah <clears throat> What do you guys want to do next? What do you got, Colin? Uh, yeah, I'm loaded up on Star Wars right now. Uh, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze through this because it's it's a mess. Um, <laughs> Help us out. I mean, months ago, you start seeing these War of the, War of the Bounty Hunters is coming. War of the Bounty Hunters, okay? And we're used to cross title promotional events, but we've just been reading Star Wars. You know, it's Luke, it's Han, it's Leia, you know, but then they got past the idea. It was the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, and I gotta say, I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't comic adapt the Empire Strikes Back, or we didn't see them push that for like a month or something like that. Hey, here's a wedge and Tilly's one shot, or here is uh, here is something about Luke dealing with, you know, they they got it into the main continuity that Luke was dealing with the entire loss of his hand and the loss of his lightsaber and feeling a, he decided they, that he's got this sudden disconnect from the Force because he had losing a battle against Darth Vader and everything, and then. They go, but they really, really decided to push the hell out of how poorly everyone feels about losing Han Solo, which makes total sense. And spoilers if you haven't watched Star Wars, but uh, here we are. Um, so they're like, War of the Bounty Hunters. Okay, what? I guess there's a good place to put that, and it would be a bunch of bounty hunters trying to cash in on Boba Fett having... Got a, got a hold or been there leading the Empire to Han Solo so they could freeze him. And uh, now we've got this giant like multi-title thing that's re- being released on top. It's working out. But all of these titles on the, on the actual issue covers and it's super duper confusing because it's all identical. Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, Star Wars. Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, Boba Fett. Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, Jabba the Hutt. And I'm like, I ought to, I, I should be able to figure this out. But every time I go to the store, I'm like, I'm bewildered because it's not just that, but it's also variant covers. I have no idea what I'm freaking looking at. And it's taking up a huge like area in the shelving it's it's frustrating it's it's really really too difficult for me to want to make any sense out of it so the other day my son is here and he's like i'm i've been i've been having an allergy attack all day and i'm it's like you know it's when you go to school and it's like we just gotta watch something today i'm tired i can't do it the teacher just had me watch something and uh, he's like, dude, you haven't watched Mandalorian yet, have you? I'm like, no, you're right. I haven't. You've so been resisting that for almost two and a half years. 
I haven't been resisting it. I just, there were places when I didn't have time for it, and I just kind of hoped I would find somebody that I could sit down and watch it with. Turned out, it's my boy. So. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so we, he'd already seen it, and he was like, he wants to share it with me. I'm like, that's what I needed. So Yeah, take that opportunity, shoot. Yeah. That's so awesome. we start watching it, and it's cool, and then I'm like, okay, it's time for you to go to bed. And he's, he's like, do you have anything like about bounty hunters. And I'm like, dude, I, I, <laughs> yeah, there's a, I don't even know how to scratch the surface of the thing about bounty hunters, but let's get on the Marvel app right now and let's see what they've got. They have one, one issue of the entire bounty hunters morass available on their, on their entire app. And it's the number one issue of Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters. And I'm like, cool, let's read that. So I, I, I got into it. It's uh, Bounty Hunters Part 1, blah, 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 Most Wanted. And the artwork is freaking great. That's the first thing I can say. It looks freaking great. The characterizations of all of the guys that we've had action figures of our entire lives, they're wonderful. They're lively. They... Uh, they did a really killer job. The coloring is freaking astonishing. It's a little weird to get a voice for Boba Fett. Because I'm not going to say that I've seen all of these episodes where Boba Fett is a kid in the Clone Wars cartoon. He talked a lot like, in this. He does. He's talky. He's got things to say. He's like, he's like Daredevil or Moon Knight or something. He's got stuff to say. And he's peevish. And... Uh, I will say one thing I also appreciate having read several more issues pertaining to these situations. There is a bit of consistency. So if there's like, uh, uh, if there's a starship that shows up here, they're trying their best to make it show up in another book too. So uh, there seems to be some cohesion going on with this whole bit, this whole thing. Basically somewhat like Boba Fett, he wants to cash in on Han Solo, but someone has stolen Han Solo from him. We never thought that was the case. You know, we grew up, we thought he never. was Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt has Han Solo. Luke, Chewie, Lando, Leia, they show up and they try to stop this problem to save the day. But, uh, and then later in the, what is it, the late 90s, we had the Shadows of the Empire novel that came out. And that changed everything. Oh, there's this, here's the story of how the, the heroes get there and now they're like you know hey of course we're ignoring that let's do our own thing and we're going to focus it on the bounty hunters and all these scumbags and whatever what we come to find out is that Kira uh, Han Solo's love interest from the Solo movie uh, she has taken over the Crimson Dawn criminal empire that's who that she's was to blame yeah and so we're left to wonder, is she a hardened villain now, or is she playing everybody to get her organization where it needs to be? And of course she's going to release Han Solo because they, even at the end of watching that movie, I can't think that she doesn't still hold a torch for him. Uh, I don't know. Did you get, you guys have seen Solo, right? Yes. Yes. I, I, I was I, mentioning okay, Tony it. Has, I, okay, I, I don't want to blow that. I for completely Tony forgot that. about her. Okay. <clears throat> um, it's 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 crazy because it's like they didn't push that movie. They did not advertise the hell out of that movie, and they didn't just pump 
hundreds and hundreds of toys over it. I got a Lando Calrissian cape. Like Hot Topic had a, a thing. And I went in one day and there was a clearance rack and they had a cape. And it was a Lando Calrissian themed cape. And I was like, I'm buying that. And I'm like, you know, it's just like that was it. It was just Hot Topic. So the movie didn't get pushed, so it doesn't stay on anyone's minds. But Disney is like, we're going to do something with this now. Because even in the most recent issues of Star Wars, Leia is talking to Holdo, who was, you know, played by uh, Laura Dern in that terrible, terrible movie. I don't even know what it was. Death of the Force or something. Star Wars 8. The Waste of Money. Yeah, Star Wars Waste of Money, Part 8. And, like, uh, so they're trying to capitalize on the existence of all of these, especially since we know that they've got Poe Dameron's parents as, uh, like, a spec force operative and a fighter pilot. And so they're they're really pushing these characters to say this is the direction it's going to go. But, um, yeah, so, I mean... The whole plot of the entire War of the Bounty Hunters basically comes down to Crimson Dawn is trying to come back, and there is going to be this big soiree where they've invited all of the criminal enterprises, and they're going to bid on who gets to have Han Solo and cash in on this bounty, which is idiotic, because Jabba the Hutt has the bounty, on Han Solo. And Jabba the Hutt is at this freaking party. So, like, why isn't he flipping the hell out and being like, I'm going to send the whole universe after you guys because I'm supposed to have him. Yeah. But, yes, but the whole point really turns into this business of how everybody in the galaxy seems to have some beef with Han Solo, and he is this universal constant who is either a friend, a foe, a pain in the butt, he owes you money, you owe him something, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, in a galaxy with trillions and trillions of beings, it's kind of amazing to think that anyone would be that notorious, but there you have it. So they're doing this for however long it goes on, and what it amounts to is that you can't figure out what is happening without the checklist primer that's at the end of the book. And when does it come out? How do you keep up? And it's a cash grab, but it's the perfect opportunity for a cash grab because it's where they are in the chronology of Star Wars. So if you're going to do some giant thing like this, this is the perfect time. And I don't, ha- I don't have anything bad to say about that, but it's still a cash grab because it's like, here, we're going to launch. There's a forlorn and forlorn and Zuckus book. And it's like, I guess if you really like those characters, you're going to get that. Or or you're going to have to say, I've got to get that because I don't know what the hell's going on. But this, it's, you know, it's a cross-title promotional event for a book that is only one title, and that's Star Wars. <laughs> Which, even then, it can get super confusing because uh, there's a whole other company that's doing Star Wars adventures. So when you go to the store and you know that that isn't tied into this, it's like, well, what the heck? Anyway... Yeah, uh, some of the stuff is already out already. It's uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, Bounty Hunters, and that is out in two volumes already. 
So I don't even understand where that plays into it, and I haven't got to re read it yet. There's all of this stuff, it's all happening at the same time, except there's a book that's come out in 12 issues, enough to that you have two, two uh, volumes, editions, and uh, that pertains to a specific uh, bounty hunter that's a, a character brought back from the original Marvel comics, who's a cyborg. And um, Hopefully it's Deathlock. It's not Deathlock. It turns out oh. it's not Deathlock. It's not Cyborg either. But, um, yeah, it's it's a morass. And I'm saying, honestly, it's just like, I just want to wait for the entire season to come out before I sit down and watch the whole show. Like, that's kind of how I feel. Just let me get to the point where the Marvel app has all of this. But, like, do I really want to, do I really want to pay for all of this? I, I just don't know. It's it's so much. It's so much. And like I say, it's hard to even know. It's been hard to know for like three or four months. What, is, what book am I looking at that actually pertains to the main Star Wars through line that I've been paying attention to since Marvel got the license back? The one thing that like drives me nuts is whether or not it's it matters because like we're 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 we, good question we start the, the the book off and we we see uh his ex-girlfriend like with his absconded body from boba fett and my immediate thought was i got up and i walked away and just kind of paced around my office because i needed to think about it mm-hmm. how many more stories can we stomach in between empire and jedi Right, because at best, that's a time period of about six months. Correct. At now, most, maybe not at best. Like, how many years happened between Star Wars and Empire? Maybe three and a half. That's the way I've always thought about it. And that's the way I always played it when I was running <laughs> Star Wars games my, for RPG players. My concern was more for the writers. Okay, fill in the blanks between Empire and Jedi... And just know that nothing you do matters. Yeah, because as soon as they decide to relaunch this, however yeah. they want to, they're going to give it to somebody else. Mm. We've seen this story. The interesting point is that is that Marvel, owned by Disney, gets to play with all of its own right. toys, mm. as opposed to watching like J.J. Abrams come in and playing with somebody else's toys. Now, the, the, I want to talk to you about that because we've got the problem, the fact that, like, okay, we've got great writers filling in the blanks with stories that everyone knows the ending of already. Mm-hmm. Can you make it interesting enough for us to want to know how we get to that point? Exactly. But at the same time, though, is it going to matter? And if you're writing a story that is in between where everyone who knows where the story's going to go into a point where after Jedi, we get these awful, awful movies. And those movies were regulated by people that thought that they knew what the... What they think they know better what we want out of Star Wars than we do. Correct. As opposed to John Favreau coming in, like, like I, I, I was ignorant of the fact that John, John Favreau wrote and directed the the first Iron Man movie, technically the first Marvel Universe movie. Other, right. mm-hmm. um, and I'm not discrediting anything like Blade or like 
you know, we've had movies like that before. Roger Corman, FF. Yeah, 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 we we talked about it before. I mean, it matters to you in whatever level it matters to you. I love that Roger Corman FF, and we've, we've talked about it before. That doesn't mean that my opinion is right. I just really enjoyed the fucking movie. That, but, um, but then we get John Favreau coming in and doing the Mandalorian, and when something happens, and we've talked about it before, but you're not going to remember because it was. In, I didn't want to ruin too much of it for you. The end of season two of the Mandalorian. Reestablished how it felt to love Star Wars before you could get Darth Vader toilet paper and Darth Vader band aids. It reestablished when it was rare and it was something we slaved over and had nightmares and dreams over, and it, it was something more than. Like the, the only pop culture reference I enjoy of Star Wars is in Back to the Future. I am Darth Vader <laughs> from the planet yeah. Vulcan. Um, but that was a joke, but at the same time, though, it meant something to us. Um, if you didn't know what Star Wars or Star Trek were from that reference, there were some weird words. Like, oh, that's funny. He's he's from planet Zakdar. And, <laughs> and you know, like, like, like they, they, they made it up. Um, we... I worry about the writers. They yeah. could have been working on something better. But it's still a massive resume piece. It is a massive resume piece. And if that was handed to me, and under no circumstances would I say no to that, and I would do everything I could to make sure that everything I did in between the spaces, again, Tony, hand it home to you, um, to make it as worthwhile as possible if if you could zoom in on this one little four issue six issue series i really enjoyed it i i i think what, it, the bounty hunters yeah it was just the first issue now i gotta get the rest of them man like it, it just i know it's kind of like ultimately you look at it and it's like all right you know hey this isn't so bad but like Boba's, you know you're killing these characters and you're killing that guy and then you're blowing that guy up and it's like but there's a book about them in, like, I see it on the checklist. So how yeah. does that matter? Right. Where's and, the results? Where are the, where's, the, where's the drama? Well, I hope they give us some good drama, and I hope the people that I, were tasked with it... What was that, brother? No, I agree. I hope they I hope that they have their act together on this thing. Well, God bless them, and, and I, I hope that this resume piece gets them to greater places. Uh, I saw today... That one of the uh, artists that does a lot of the covers for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was put a plea out like, "Hey, I do all the covers. Give me, give me a turtle story. Let me draw it. Mm, I can, I can yeah. do it. I can do it." Um, I'm glad he did that, but that was already in my head when I started reading Bounty Hunters when you told me you're reading it, so I went and got it and. I really, I really want this to be what, what, at the at the very best. It's a Star Wars universe. Like, give us a fucking like video game for it. Like, there, there's video games of Star yeah. Wars that we slave over. That you can you can put a gun to my head and say Shadows of the Empire isn't isn't canon. I'll say fuck you and eat the bullet because <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We've got a book that has more uh, has action figures, micro machines. Uh, comic books, video games. Uh, it has a score. It has a. It has 
a motion picture score yes, for sir. a novel. Yes, sir. And I'm like, I never heard of that. And if you've got that going on, how is that supposed to be any less real to us than than that? But just because it's 20 years different? Yeah. 30, 30 years different or something? You know, it's still canon. Yes, sir. It's, I, I'm still to this. I'm going to say, you know, hey, when I think about what happens, I'm just tired of taking these properties and having a 12 year old who says, oh, yeah, well, what's up with that? And it's like, well, you popped. Like this. You popped. You called me about that, man. You're like, I got to talk I'm about like, bounty hunters showing this, this, and that. We, I got to enjoy this with my son. I get excited anytime I get to do something with my boy. It doesn't well, mean I have doesn't happen all the time. It's just I, hey, you know. I'm not I saying can't. that. I'm not saying it's that. Not, I'm not saying every moment doesn't matter. I'm just saying, but this is different. Like yeah. like that time when uh, we were buying all those Ninja Turtle figures for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's a lot of different things that go on to it, and he'll never forget that. And no one can ever take that away from you. And no one can take it away from them that now Marvel and Disney own the property, whether or not they make a video game out of it or make a big deal out of it. This is canon. Thank you, Tony. Um, this is canon. This is canon. <laughs> you can't take that away from me. Ever. I drew it. I wrote it. Not me personally. I'm talking about the writers. Um, and to the credit of everyone that did everything in Dark Horse, we still consider everything you did canon no matter what they say or do. Oh, I love the Dark Horse stuff. Oh my gosh. The I'm books, the everything, Horse. like, if they take something from what you did, I'm glad that they took your idea because it was that good and because they, they weren't smart enough to come up with anything better. But to us, everything that you did in the expanded novels and the video games is still canon to us and I will never, will never let anyone take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, give us some Doctor Strange, man, because this was something like... Oh, yeah. It was funny when you were giving me your list here, all of a sudden you just put these two seeds in my head, and I've got, uh, two solid storylines to follow. Um, the confusion I have is the involvement in, in how much Doctor Strange has been involved in the latest Spidey with Kindred and Mephisto and... The thing with Mephisto in, ended in the, in the Nevada desert in, in Las Vegas uh, almost like eight months ago uh, being imprisoned with Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange being involved. Mm-hmm. It, it it begs the question about how everything he's been doing, including Strange Academy, by the way. Like It's like they're bringing it to a head. What do you think? Um, I don't know because I haven't been reading Strange Academy. I got, please save me from another storyline, another another book about a school of characters who needs to be trained and they're learning things and they're I don't know what they're doing. I'm just I'm I'm tired. It's a trope. I'm turned off by it. X Men. I get it. That's where that story needs to be. I don't need an Avengers Academy. I don't need a Strange Academy. I don't need a Teen Titans Academy. Hey, 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 hey. I need all the Teen Titans Academy. 
I bought every issue of uh, FF, and it was all, you know, pertaining to a bunch of kids, and they're all FF-related characters, and I'm just like, I, I don't know, I don't need that anymore, so I don't know what's going on in Strange Academy, because I'm not buying it, but, um, and I, but I get why it makes sense. When you look at it, and you're like, why are there all of these team books built around school kids? It's because they want kids to be able to identify with kids that have powers. I like this power. I'm going to follow that story and see where that character goes. It's the power pack, you know, it's just they're going to develop. I'm, that was I'm the whole reason there. I get into Generation X as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's, Great point. it's a bad thing. I'm just, as a 40-plus-year-old guy, I'm just, I'm, I'm not interested in that storyline anymore. But if you tell me I have to read that to know what the hell's going on with something, that's going to chat me. And that's why I think that the Star Wars stuff is a little frustrado right now. So what it what it amounts to is that Doctor Strange, he's he's on. It's a regular day for him. He gets up. Uh, the ghost dog Bats, the ghost Basset Hound that came from uh, the the run that we really championed over oh, the course so of good. entire minefields. That was so good. Like, yeah, that's gold. Um, Everything that we've read, basically, from Doctor Strange for the last, like, since we started doing Minefields has been great stuff. And uh, at one point or another, he accumulated this ghost basset hound named Bats that he can talk to all the time. And Bats, for some reason, is obsessing over Doctor Strange. Like Now, now, now before we get too far, I want to frame the situation here. We've got... A really glorious chapter one, the strange day. We turn the page. Yeah. He's asleep. The uh, the cloak is what's what's the name of the cloak again? The um, it's the, it's the uh, cloak of levitation. Yeah, it's 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 giving him an extra blanket. Uh, you yeah, look if you, if you look to your left, he's got a pazuzu in the room. That's the that's the statue that was broken that unleashed Pazuzu that was the entirety of the Exorcist. What that statue that he's hung his robe from? Yes, that's Pazuzu. <laughs> yeah, that's just an awesome callback based around yeah, it because that, I mean, that that story legit the story of the Exorcist legitimately took place somewhere. I agreed. No, I just I think it's funny he's got a Pazuzu in his room, and then he's got his like, like what was he like up late night, like sexy texting some chick, reading some tarot cards, and all the cards are thrown on the ground. We've got yeah. Where are they? It's just it's a mess in there. But, 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 I think he gets. His, I think he only gets to sleep when he can sleep. But but his room is literally my room. Like 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 <laughs> like stacks of like if it, like there's the record player, there's the throne tarot cards, there's the stacks of C, the, the the books of CDs, there's the stacks of records, and uh, the clothes he's just gonna put right back on right when he gets out of the shower. <laughs> Yeah, I was literally. I was really appreciative of, the, of this. Um, now, throughout the story, now we have this wonderful Bass Hound ghost. Who are they talking about? About Koshay? Oh, he's talking about like he's 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 just remembering that this is a character of Slavic legend that 
it's a person that he knew about before he was ever a doctor or a person that he knew about before he was ever a sorcerer. It's just a, he's, he's basically remembering that this exists and it's a through line for him uh, to recall like the, just, you know, the, okay. uh, the uh, I'm trying to come up with the right words here and I'm falling apart. No, it's, no, uh, you, you're, you're filling in the moral co- of the story, basically. Right. Now, there's one foundation piece here. Now, who's this chick in the red outfit in the Polaroid that he can't get over? Like, that's, I have ne- that's his ex-wife. Uh, I have never been able to ascertain whether or not her name is Clea or Clea, but she is a princess from the Dark Dimension whose family is supposed to be running, ruling the caretakers of the Dark Dimension. However, they have been at war with Dormammu for millennia, and that's because time runs differently there. So you may remember a Marvel or a Doctor Strange one shot from a few years ago where she showed up and had him sign the divorce papers. I absolutely do remember that episode. That yeah, issue. Yeah. So he's always thinking about her, which is interesting. And I'm like, I, I like the idea because the thing that gets me anymore, we have these characters who get hung up on their one character. I get it, you know. Gwen Stacy, well, she's gone. So Mary Jane. And if that marriage falls apart, that's screwed up. And it's been screwed up. But like Doctor Strange, I can see him having multiple girlfriends and lovers and whatever. It's just the kind of guy he is. But he's always going to be hung up on her because she was a big deal in the 60s. That was his wife and everything like that. I don't think you get over that. But at the same time, I'm looking at it and going like, uh, I would like to see him put that picture in a drawer and be totally into somebody else now. When did these characters ever start getting over something and the the callbacks can continue? But, like, you know, are we going to get to a point where Luke Cage and Jessica Jones break up and then she's suddenly with Captain America or whatever? Who knows? Now... How did you feel? What's your next question? How did you feel about it being completely? I don't want to say misjointed. It was a linear story with a lot of misjointed different stories. What goes on throughout Stephen Strange's day, where right. he rescues this guy that has connected to a dark power, and that uh, is completely collapsing upon itself, and we see the uh, fire scissors and and seal and cauterize the wound. We also mm-hmm. have him teaching at Strange Academy, and what is this young boy's name? It is... Um, uh, he says it on the second page. Doctor, I'm looking at it. Doyle. I'm Faltine. Doyle. I'm Faltine. Yeah, he's, he's one of the Faltine from yeah. the Dark Dimension. And, so and, when, you use the, when you use a power, uh, the flames of the Faltine, that's like, you know... So, so he's sensing something... Thank you. He said that something's wrong. Uh, immediately, he's in a knockdown dragout with magic from the X-Men outside yeah. of Kokoa, who is the Sorcerer Supreme of Purgatory. Uh, I love that about her. Her sword is gnarly. Uh, like, if I saw an uh, action figure of her, I'd buy it immediately. 
Um, yeah. We see him back at his couch. We see him going back through time. We see him fighting ghosts and and like some goth assholes in a in a, uh, a super lit night and playing chess with an alien creature. Uh, going to a bodega using concrete. Getting held up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, as the day proceeds, there's a knock at the door. Yeah. I can't say that I have any idea who that's supposed to be, and that's part of the whole business. Like, uh, we're going to find out over the course of five books. This isn't a one shot. This is a five shot. This is a five. This is five issues. And it's uh, it's five it issues, going, it's but five issues, but it's going to go into several other books four, as well, five, six, including Spider Man. Eleven, eleven, a, including this one. It's a cross promotional, but it's not you know, that cross promotional. It's not like a X Men summer event, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's a limited. I think it's, I think it's him. That's interesting. That's interesting. I think it's him because um, as, you know, Wong, everyone shows up, knows that the temporal uh, magic shield over the earth has decimated and we're getting attacks left and right that only Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. can handle. And the the magical door opens, and young Doctor Strange comes out. Like, hey, if you're if it's it's like that. If you're listening to this, I'm dead, yeah, and right. that means yeah. that the secret is here. And this is what we have to do. No, no, like young Doctor Strange broke himself, like broke a part of of himself as a young man. And we see, um, I, I pop, man. Uh, it's uh, Baron Mordo, and we also see... what's Exilius. Exilius, yes. And Young Strange comes out after they mention the fact that, like, where one was like, you know, when you were hanging out with those assholes back in Tibet, like, you were saying some stupid old archaic words. And, um... I don't think... Well, uh, let's take it a bit. You know, sounds... I appreciating what he said. No. He's not saying he's not giving it a hard time. No, no, I didn't think he was giving it a hard time. They're reminding us that Doctor Strange has been around for decades. Agreed. And they're playing it that he's been around for decades, not this life. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange has only been a thing for nine years. Agreed. And, and uh, yeah, the idea being that this Strange that just came out through this time portal is ex- he's even drawn the way Doctor Strange was in the 60s. It's wonderful, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I think he's... I think in order to do that, from everything I've read in all my occult studies, not that I've done too much, um, in order to do this sort of spell, to break yourself away from yourself, and hide, like, a time capsule, you're, Mm -hmm. you're gonna make a mistake not knowing that you are actually going to, if you're putting the best self of yourself somewhere, you're going to have yeah. to break away from the worst part of yourself. And that part doesn't just Dude. disappear into the ether. I love it. That makes a lot of sense. The idea that maybe you have 
points, like little fuses that you create in your own personal time. Correct. And you, you're like, okay, wait a minute, I got to go back to that point. That's a, that's like a, you know, that is a, uh, a therapeutic trigger, perhaps. No, I, and I agree completely. I just, yeah. I just, I just think that if he, in order to split himself, the best part of himself, to save, after he got a knife to the fucking heart. That if, if if best Doctor Strange at that time, still saying Zounds like they, they built it up earlier, there's going to be worse Doctor Strange. And I'm, especially because of what was going on in the pages after I just finished reading Justice League, when they do Justice League Dark, and they're fighting, they're fighting Merlin, and I'm mm-hmm. getting confused because Merlin is going on in the pages of X-Men right now, and Excalibur. Um, like which one is which Merlin am I dealing with right now? Um, but then I also got to remember that that there's still Constantine, and in Justice League Dark, um, after the big battle ended, and you know the good guys realized they're all on the same side, uh, Doctor Fate's like, okay, cool, let's clean this place up, and uh, what's her name? Satana? Um, no, the the. The chick that her her parents are hanging out with Constantine right now. Um, <laughs> Mary, I wish. Uh, Dr. Face, like, where where are your parents? Oh, they're Baron. Yes. Oh, they're in the uh, Tower of Fate with John Constantine. What? <laughs> like, uh, Dr. Constantine's not allowed there now. Um, yeah, they're there. And I thought you said, uh, you knew you wouldn't belong here. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and, uh, can't trust you here. And if you know anything about about Constantine and Dr. Fate is, you can't trust John Constantine with anything with magical objects. Now, back to Dr. Strange. there's something going on here especially because there's that perfect little bit right at the beginning where he's like oh my hands are working again i'm a surgeon everything's okay oh yeah <laughs> everything's okay um yeah, that's a that's been a, a thing like they fixed him he's all fixed it's now. some public enemy shit man don't trust it <laughs> yeah don't trust it Breaking himself like this in the Basset Hound, just howling. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. Thank you for pointing out that they did Kirby-esque art. All blue. Oh, yeah. No, totally. They That's just, you know, he may be a ghost, but he's also in astral form. Yeah, but don't forget, like, before this even happened, it was the chapter two, the lonely death of Doctor Strange. Right. I love yeah. when chapters do that. And I think that's going to keep going, because even when we're in issue two and three and four of this, I think we'll still be seeing like chapters we're gonna, five and six or whatever. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be interesting. We're going to balls deep in that. And while we're in the uh, ethereal realm, Way of X, I think, is over. I think that the uh, latest... A one shot, the onslaught revelation is what Way of X was building into about Nightcrawler deciding what the mutant religion is going to be. 
-hmm. Now, we have David Haller on one of the moons of Mars establishing the altar, guarded by two different uh, Zorns. In case he goes crazy, they're going to destroy him. We have the problem that anytime anyone is acknowledging the fact that Onslaught is in the picture, they're immediately completely decimated. Anyone in with an earshot within the last issue of Way of X was decimated. They were resurrected. That's fine. We're getting to that, that problem. Now, Onslaught has come back because when... He's been stealing the spaces in between. I'm looking at you again, brother. Um, he's been stealing the spaces in between. If you die on a Tuesday and it takes them to Thursday to get you resurrected, the problem is is that your backup copy was copied from Cerebro on a Tuesday. You're dead. You're back on Thursday. The space in between is where Onslaught has been stealing everyone's power. It's such an abstract idea that Hickman came up with. There's a space in between that you're still existent, and that's where Onslaught has been stealing it. Now, a big party's going on, basically a big giant orgy in fucking Krakoa. Like, I, I, there's no other way, but it's a big giant rave orgy that they're about to go fuck each other and, and party and dance all night long. And... Onslaught has enough power within the minds of these younger mutants that are throwing this warehouse party. Best way I can put it, like old school house, you know, like Josh Wink type shit. And, um, they're going to kill each other. They're going to dance and drink and snort and F and they're going to kill each other. And within this time space and the giant mass destruction of all these mutants is where Onslaught is going to be able to physically come back. David Haller figured this out and so did Nightcrawler. The problem is is that Onslaught is relying on hatred and bad memories. So in the last issue of Way of X where he caught Fabian Cortez and Dust within that, like, infinite falling thing. Mm -hmm. And he had to acknowledge that he hated himself. Within the pages of this, Nightcrawler is skewing and trying to pull out of her individual cells forgiveness. She, he gets Dust to forgive I think it's lost. I don't think it's dust. Is it dust? It's lost is the, re the really tall one, like the slinky yeah, well, slinky one. Yeah, the yeah, that's one. that's lost. Okay, my my bad. Um, created by Grant Morrison, by the way, within New X Men. Mm -hmm. um, Nightcrawler combined with David Haller get into her mind and get her to forgive Fabian Cortez. When she does that, they immediately connect all of the mutants at this giant rave party within the infinite confines of David Haller's mind. 
since they're all connected, because she can completely connect everyone through, you know, turning into dust and, like, getting into, like, the spaces in between, like, like mind everything. She infects everyone with forgiveness, which pulls Onslaught out, and he doesn't manifest within the physical realm. He manifests himself inside the altar, which Holler has created on one of the moons of Mars, which is infinite. And within that, after everyone realized what was going on and what Onslaught was doing, they destroy Onslaught to the point where Magneto finds what's the residual little worm he is and crushes it in his hand. And they're freed. And not only are they freed from Onslaught being there, like, we just got, like, was basically a summer event in one giant-ass kick-ass one-shot that should have been Wave X number six. Um, it happened in a, a special, like, remember, remember I texted you, like, this is a key issue? Mm-hmm. Crushes it, and now they know that their hubris of constant resurrection is wrong. Yeah. Where, where, like, hey, how many times have you been resurrected? Like, oh, five or six times. And, like, like they realize what they're doing is wrong. Cheating death is, is, uh, it's like, uh, if you ever study anything in terms of, like, paganism or, or Wicca, anytime you take something, something gets taken from you. And now they know that while they were fucking around, thinking that they could play with death, that the worst thing that could ever happen was captured by the one guy that could have captured it. The, 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 the solitary Catholic that is now forced to betray his own Catholicism to create a mutant religion. And we avoided a huge bullshit, five issue, ten issue, fifteen issue bullshit into one awesome issue. The artwork was glorious. I, like, I, I read it three or four times. Like, Actually, let me rephrase that. I read it twice, and I looked at it five times just looking at the art. Nice. Establishing... A, a, and he, he, he calls it the spark. Um, let, me, let me pull this up, because the rules are so wonderful. Um... Hold on, I'm scrolling as fast as I can. Hold on. Nightcrawler calls it the spark. The spark. Excerpt. The book of the spark. This is not a mutant religion. This is a way of living. Of loving and expressing and fighting and being. It moves us to adapt without restraint. It does not require prayer, no veneration. It does not demand that you put away your old gods. The spark is not jealous, which is completely the... Not what we're taught here in Western religion. The spark is innovation and risk and mischief and courage. If we allow it to guide us, guide us, we will invite it to inspire our thoughts and actions. I truly believe it will save us. The spark is a thema in to meaningless. The spark is creative. The spark is patient. The spark is bright and beautiful despite having no form or mind. In truth, the spark is barely real at all. The spark is just an idea. And yet, the spark will burn to ash anyone who... Here's the kicker. 
black space redacted who blank with the right of mutants to pursue happiness uh i think it i think what they were saying is like the spark will burn to ash anyone who dares to destroy the right of mutants to pursue happiness but it's an ethereal idea this is like the last time i read an idea this good was fight club you are not your khakis you're not what's in your wallet you are not your bowel cancer this is an idea that is purely art and involves uh, challenge and acceptance of others and the fact that we may be homo superior doesn't mean we're superior. I love this. I'm going to print this out and fucking look at it every day when I get in the fucking morning, man. I love this. Like, uh, they destroy Onslaught and... As the last page in big bold letters, which they don't usually do, we keep the peace, we keep the law, we keep the spark coming soon. And we see a things have come, like uh, things have come. We've got Pixie, we've got Nightcrawler, we've got Cortez, we've got Dust, we've got uh, Doctor Nemesis. I love it. I can't remember the last time I've been this inspired. I could, I could not wait to tell you, gentlemen, this, this, how inspired mm. I was. From this one issue. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, I think we're uh, taking up and taking a look at. I think that the the whole purpose of this story is to depict that there is, like, yeah, where the X Men, all of these characters, all of the youth, basically, has got to a point where they think that they're beyond human concerns, and they have this thing that just makes them so special, their powers, let alone the ability to cheat death. As and a, again, on the other end of it, it's just like... Thank you. They're, they're, this is an opportunity to show that it's just none of it is right at all. It's just not right. It's not right. And as a Wiccan Catholic, I, I, I've never been more at peace reading a new idea that didn't make me feel like I was betraying my faith or betraying my mischief or my rebellion it completely encapsulated everything all of the above and just put a nice little pretty package and destroyed like like you see him just crush this worm like reduce onslaught to a worm just <laughs> done not within not within the real world so like someone can like take a couple of DNA samples and no this was all within David Holler's mind on the altar connected to everyone as as they were merrymaking and they uh, I'm, I'm so many good comments I, I warned I, Colin I warned you that I like, had a million comments to talk about I'm, I apologize um, <laughs> you warned me what? That I had a million fucking comics to set me oh, on fire. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I think that's uh, looking through my list here. Uh, I do gotta say, X Men number three was the best fighting I've seen in years, in probably like twenty years. That was not disjointed, where you're watching Hulk beat someone up and, and then like a couple of words of dialogue. No, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Mr. Miracle and Moon Knight to talk about left, gentlemen. Who wants to go first? Oh, go for it. 
Alright, we got Mr. Miracle, Source of Freedom, 5 of 6. Uh, last issue, we saw Mr. Miracle pretty much dead, naked, and, uh, you know, like I said, left for dead by Never, Fear, Never Free. Uh, this issue, we see Oberon has saved Shiloh Norman, and uh, they are traveling through space towards, um, heading towards uh, New Genesis. And Shiloh doesn't, you know, Oberon's trying to explain to Shiloh uh, more facets of his life. You know, apparently Shiloh has either possibly um, doesn't remember a lot of stuff he's done, or it could be based on stuff that's going to happen in the future. So it's definitely kind of an interesting time. And they end up using a boom tube to get to New Genesis to see that Never Fear, Never Free and her minions are fighting um, Orion of the New Gods who is Darkseid's son. You know, and he's trying to explain, you know, Oberon's trying to explain everything to to, uh, to Shiloh and you know, Orion's talking to him like they were their old, you know, battle buddies basically. And Shiloh's like, have I met this guy before? He's like, and Oberon's just like, you know, you know these guys, or at least you will. And he's just like, I'm not, I'm just tired of these temporal riddles and double speak. I just need to know what the heck's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, so they end up trying to charge up this particle cannon to uh, to you know set up. To get rid of never, that way they can kind of talk and figure out, figure out what's going on. And Shiloh's like, I don't want to kill her. I just, I just want to slow her down long enough to talk to her and figure out what the heck's going on. And Orion's like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? You know, you don't understand your enemy. You destroy them. <laughs> and they end up charging up this cannon just enough to, uh, to, to blast them. And it's not enough to deliver a killing blow, but it's definitely enough to stun her. And they end up, you know, since they have some time, they end up going down uh, downstairs and finding the Mobius chair. Prototype. Which for those... Yep. <laughs> Mobius chair. Yep, which for those who don't know, uh, basically contains all the wisdom of the multiverse. And it's also a chair that can teleport. How well were you able to understand his metaphor about the multiverse and the omniverse with the donut? Like, I've seen that in The Simpsons before, but, like, like, uh, like, were they trying to encapsulate the fact that, you know, the universe is an ever-expanding thing, and, but within it, it's still within the confines of something else that's bigger than what we know? I think it's a lot of what it comes down to is just like you know we're all you know each ridge is its own reality basically its own planet you know its own solar system universe whichever you want to refer to it as and each you know each part doesn't exist without the next part and it all makes up one concrete multiverse basically or omniverse so I think I think it's an apt metaphor I think it definitely works you know each part each part definitely plays its role. You know, you can have one, you know, one, each crumb is its own thing. 
So, but then it wants to, uh, you know, he, he sits upon the, the Mobius chair, and the first question he asks is, who is never free? And we end up basically teleporting to her, her reality where they're watching it, and she, uh, she's at her parents' graves. And she, they find out that uh, her parents' bodies aren't there. Which, you know, makes sense, at least in the, uh, for her dad, as her dad was the greatest escape artist ever, and if he he can't escape death, you know, why is, you know, why is his name Scott Free, basically? She's got an interesting last name. There's something, there's something building to that. Like, like, my, my thoughts are when I see her last name is Free... I think mm-hmm. about how a lot of um, slaves chose the name Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And the, the the fact that a lot of African American culture uh, since slavery, I'm trying to think of the best word to say it, you know, like, you're not going to land on that last name. Like, have you, have you ever met a Freeman before? Mm-hmm. Or ask them about their past, like how they got their last name. I, I I sat next to this girl in a poetry class one time. Her last name was Freeman, and mm-hmm. I asked about it, and she had a lot to tell me. Gotcha. Yeah. the The last name is resounding, especially the last issue when it came to black culture. That was something mm-hmm. else. That was old. Well, they've definitely utilized that, but uh, the, the the character Scott Free actually cho- in, in the comic books chose his own name because he didn't he didn't have a name because gotcha. the the whole the whole story revolves around uh, New Genesis and Apocalypse right. and the High Father and Darkseid and to broker peace they exchanged children. Right. So while. Uh, Orion is the son of Darkseid. He was raised by Highfather, and um, Mister Miracle, who was Highfather's son, was raised by Darkseid. And the whole thing is that he um, he wasn't he didn't have a name, so when he got to Earth, he chose the name Scott Free. I dig it. What do you know about uh, this? Uh, I'm I'm so unfamiliar with uh, Mr. Miracle. Only within the past like five issues. Um, what's his name? Why is Orion constantly challenging the fact that he's a coward? Like, oh, I I, I didn't notice you running. You know, like oh, I didn't I, I didn't notice you without you running away. Um, Oh, the issues with Oberon and yeah. Orion? Yeah, yeah. He's constantly accusing him of being a coward. That part I'm unfamiliar. Like, oh, as far as Oberon goes, he just kind of—he was just always kind of the side, like a, a side character. Like you know, Scott Free, you know, Mister Miracle was always the guy. He was basically Oberon is basically like when you break it down, he's basically Mister Miracle's guy in the chair. He's he's always he's always around, but he's never involved in the actual battle itself. Well, do you have any insight onto when they get to the edge of the universe, getting to the edge before you pass it to get to the multiverse? I feel like it's a 
like what they're describing. Is oh, the uh, the source a, wall. Yeah, the source wall. I, I feel like what they're describing is a cell. It basically is because the uh, the source wall. Uh, what was the Perpetua? Yes. Um, the the source wall is at the edge of the the universe, basically. But we've got all and these, are these dead new gods floating around? Like, well, they basically, they basically, the whole thing was they basically, like, at the end of, um, at the end of Dark, uh, at me- uh, the end of the original Metal. Yeah. Um, they broke the source wall, and that's what released Perpetua and set up everything, they, the goings-on from there, which led to the four different, uh, Justice League teams and whatnot. Right. And freaking, that's it, this is just the, re- this is basically all the remnants of the source wall. Because Perpetua, from what I remember, basically was one of the people that created um, reality as we know it in the DC universe, if I remember correctly. Right. And but she, you know, she was she was bad news. So the other the other people the other gods, as it were, um, got together and forced her behind the source wall to keep her from ruining everything they all created together. Now, now, and then that's. This is where I get confused because they are having a similar story in the Fantastic Four about, okay. about traveling through multiverses and Franklin having infinite powers. Um, it what I'm ascertaining is that she is a higher idea that would even surpass like even like the Endless and Sandman um, about death, destruction, dream, where it's just do or die. And is she the same, is she the same chick that um, Lex Luthor paired mm-hmm. up with? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. No. No, we're on the same page uh, because it makes so much sense that all these broken new gods are floating around on the edge, the crumbs, like as someone's taking a bite. Yeah. But yeah, so they're like I said, they're at the edge of reality in the source wall. Never's never still coming after them. They're trying to get. You know, Ryan's basically sacrificing himself as they charge the Mobius chair to uh, to make it. You know, and they end up apparently they end up twelve hundred and fifty two years in the future. You know, but they arrived after never left this timeline. You know, and she's coming in, you know, she's coming in right behind them. Fast. And, you know, and, you know, next thing you know, we're at the end. It's the epic conclusion next issue. And, you know, she's talking about, you know, everyone's, you know, all the people are here just cheering for Shiloh to, you know, to defeat Never. Their, their, their um, prophet, their, um, their savior that was foretold. Yeah, basically, and you know, never just like you need your final fatal mistake, Shiloh. I'll tell, tear you apart, and let your blood rain down on your doomed followers. And last thing is Shiloh just being like, you know, take your best shot. So we're gonna get the uh, the epic conclusion of this miniseries next month. This is gonna be so, awesome. The fact that she can keep up with him in a Mobius chair, even if it's a prototype. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, she was there seconds after they got there. Yeah, I mean, last time, the, and plus, like, well, last time the Mobius chair was a, uh, 
the last couple of times they've really kind of made some stuff with it because they used it with the not not Barry Allen Wally West when he became you know overpowered and had the uh, the power of Doctor Manhattan in him was rocking around in the Mobius chair. And the last time prior to that, um, that it was a big deal was when Batman sat in it and asked about the uh, the identity of the Joker, and we right. ended up finding out about three Jokers from there. Correct. And then uh, wasn't it a part of the Apocalypse War story from the uh, cartoon a couple years ago? It was, yeah, because Batman was in the Mobius chair. Yeah. So yeah, every time the Mobius chair is in play, it tends to. Uh, be a huge deal mm. well I really enjoyed it man and I gotta cut up a lot of DC shit from uh, HBO Max man cause uh, <laughs> are you watching any like Titans or anything like that or I've seen the first two seasons of Titans I've seen all of Swamp Thing cause it was only one season I saw the first season of Doom Patrol so decent I gotta, I gotta watch the second season of Doom Patrol and I haven't checked out the Harley Quinn cartoon yet, just on principle. I just wish that, like, Ed had, like, a secret society where, like, there was a back door where we could sneak out when our old ladies are asleep and he's playing this shit so we can go, like, sit and chill and go through the boxes. Because his store is magical. We can go through some boxes, watch Teen Titans, get caught up, um, <laughs> watch uh, Long Halloween. We get it. Guys, it's on the app. Long Halloween. We Halloween's coming up. We got to do a special edition. Yeah, I got a hard copy of that somewhere. I've got a hard copy too. I assume I assume Jimmy's <clears throat> got a hard copy too. First edition, first prints, and he's gonna rub it in my face. Nah, I wait. No, I don't actually. I've just got the. Uh, I've got a. I got the collection. That's all I got. I got that. I got both DVDs. I've seen both DVDs. Freaking it's it's good. I like it. It's all our hard copies. We don't have the archives. I mean, if the Twilight Zone actually happens, at least let's figure out a way to have a couple of backup pairs of glasses in case we can't see. <laughs> and, uh, True. And learn Braille. <laughs> but we got a lot, last but not least, as we wind up on this exceptionally long but introspective and awesome episode of Minefields. Um, Over there. I got to clear this up. We've mm-hmm. got a Moon Knight. Moon Knigget. Knigget. Yeah, we watched uh, Harry Potter. Or Harry Potter, we watched that the other night. Last night, we watched uh, Monty the Knights Who Say Me the other night. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is... I, I'm going to make this succinct. This is good stuff. This, 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 good is, this is good. Juicy. This is good. This is issue number three. Is it the juice? It's... Uh, it's juicy juice. It eats that lunch. If you're into that. <clears throat> but um yeah, like the first first page of this thing is incredible. You're looking at Moon Knight standing up. No, he's laying on a couch and he's talking to his therapist and he's in his full like suit that he wears when he's a pastor. I love that. Love that out. mask. It's a great reveal. And he's talking to her and he's starting to wonder if this person he's heard of that's out to get him might actually just be him. Which is interesting because that duality comes to a fu- to a uh, fruition later in the story, because Rabul, the guy that he met in a previous book, 
the pre-plague issue number two, who is also a worshiper of Kanshu, shows up in a Moon Knight outfit that's slightly changed, and they have a knockdown drag out where Mark gets his ass beat. And then the, the whole time, Rabul is like, you thought that there, like, there would only be one fist of Kanshu. Like, every god has two fists, just, just like, like everybody humans. has two fists. Yeah. Why, why would you think there would be only one? And you know what? I'm better at this than you, because I have been imbued with the memories and powers of all previously existing Moon Knights. And it's like, well, that's badass. All right, why didn't Mark get that? And Mark feels particularly irritated about it. And he's then Ravul is like, you know, you've got one vampire in your employ, and the Moon Knights have always gone after vampires because they are they are predators in the night, and the night is our territory to control. So you've got a guy that insists that he's a better Moon Knight than Moon Knight, and he's going to go and find Mark's vampire friends and eliminate them. But, but Mark shows up and just beats the shit out of him with a baseball bat. <laughs> like, it's with really a an incredible... Goddamn baseball bat. And, uh, like, I know we're winding up. We're, we're talking about a guy. We're, we're talking about... What's the dude, uh, Tony, what's the guy in Detective right now that, uh... Clown Hunter. No, not Clown Hunter. Uh, the, the dude in the white suit. The dude oh, Ghostmaker. 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 This is basically his Ghostmaker. Okay. Like, Ghostmaker formally trained Batman informally. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin said it best when he said it. There's, the God has two hands. Humans have two hands. You you think you're the right fist? I'm the I'm the left. <coughs> How dare you? Uh, why aren't you accessing your memories of everything of Conchu? Which is like really confusing, yeah. especially now we know more about Conchu from uh, the pages of um, yeah, Kang, Kang. The Kang book. Yeah, from the Kang book. You're, you're harboring vampires. These people are evil creatures of the night. We're there to destroy these people. And now you're harboring them. And I gotta teach you right. And why aren't you doing this, that, and that? And Mark fucks them up with a fucking baseball bat, man. Fucking street style. <laughs> they have two completely differing skill sets. Completely. And that's fascinating. And if they can work together, they'll just dominate. But I don't think that's what's going to happen because this does not go into the guy that's after Mark Spector. No, not at all. Uh, I think that I think that what's going to happen is Rabul is going to end up getting killed out there by that guy, not knowing that there's two of them or something to that effect. But this book went by so fast reading it because it's all it's pretty much all action. It was all action. I, I couldn't believe it was over when I read it. I was like, oh, I thought I just flipped through seven pages into the full book. It's really, really good. Great really action good. without feeling like you were deprived of your 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 cold hard cash. It was great action. Like, <laughs> it didn't pass yeah. by in like three minutes like you're watching, <clears throat> reading The Walking Dead. Um, a solid 15 minutes just looking at, at the moves and, and the dialogue and dissecting mm-hmm. everything they're saying, but 
We we're in issue three, so we've got to issue six before they sell it off to some F listers and they fuck it up like they always do. Yeah, it's very WWE like that. Yep. Oh, three week push. Yep, pretty much. No, no, yeah. Great call on that one, but well, gentlemen, that's what I can do tonight. That's that's what I can do tonight, too, guys. The only thing I've left to say is that in two Saturdays. We got a Saturday in a couple of days. We got one more Saturday, and we got New Era coming up. We got Junsu versus fucking Austin Reddick. Austin Reddick. <clears throat> We've got a lot of good matches coming up, and it's a mile high. Show up, goddamn fucking early. Go through some old boxes. They're in the back. Go get some dollar. Gems that they haven't priced. Yet. I am during animation like I do. Oh yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, picked, I picked up uh, two Ghost Rider twenty ninety nines and two issues of X Force during yes, intermission. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then went back to color. Then went back to do some colorful commentary. Yes, you did. And we got some good footage, and we got some photos. And New Era dominates. Uh, I can't wait to go to. Uh, we got to figure out. We got to. We got to get sponsored by Great Scouts. <laughs> You just want that waitress's number. Uh, yeah, there's a really hot, uh, like, I want to say, like, 45-year-old waitress there that just, mm. And, and, uh, we got to order a couple of quinceañeras. <laughs> a couple of quinceañeras. <laughs> Is that a drink? No, it's, it's when homie got his fucking fiesta, taco fiesta, and it wasn't a fiesta. It was barely a quinceañera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little sad. Some uh, some Zinfandel. Uh, Tony and I are participating in uh, Sober October. We're keeping it sober the entire entirety of October. We'll see how well that goes. I think it'll be easier for one of us than the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me. <laughs> now, if I if I want to really challenge myself, it'd be no peanut butter October, which I'm considering. We've all got our. We've all got our addictions. Mine just happens to be peanuts. Crunchy or creamy? Depends on my mood. Mm. All right. Well, we're doing and if I'm, if I'm mixing it with something, it's got to be creamy. If I just freaking, if I just feel like just having a peanut butter sandwich, it'd probably be crunchy. That's a good choice. But not for October. <laughs> Colin, you got to give something up with us. To this, uh, You want to do sober October with us, or you want to do uh, keeping it quiet? Keep it. No quinceañeras? I kind of do want to try it. Yeah, do do sober. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a son of a bitch. But let's let's do yeah, sober October. Three quarters of the way there now. Yeah. yeah. Well, All right, boys. We're gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, that was a solid show. Kick ass. We did we did sixteen comic books. I snuck a shitload of stuff in there. I told yeah, you. Yeah, we did. I told you guys, man. We like uh, gotta get the muse to get my first appearance of Miracle Molly. Um, to Ed's to uh, find some magical shit. You gotta go. Not. I gotta get my first appearance with Sinister. Yeah, you gotta get your Sinister. I'm not gonna tell anyone else what gems are at Ed's because we gotta get there <laughs> first. The rest of my witch blades, Colin. You gotta find. You gotta tell us more about your store, and. Uh, you gotta talk quieter because you're gonna wake your old lady up. Yeah, I'm trying to be quiet. 
So, Colin, should take us home, then. Take us home. This was dangerous. This transmission is over. I'm doing sign language. Sign language. I cut. I'm done. <laughs> it's over, right. guys. I gotta, I gotta go, people. I-